and welcome to the Salad Cast, Tard Cast, possibly not a real cast, we haven't decided yet, cast 50 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> as many words as you can run into an intro as possible. Uh, I'm Robert Kemp, hosting the show today because snow happened and Dan couldn't make it out of the back and beyond of Suffolk. Is he still there? I thought he, moved. he has the house in Cambridge now, doesn't he? Has he not moved yet? I don't think that's happened yet. Oh, Jesus. So he's still <laughs> he's still in the butt end of Suffolk. Right. In, uh, with incapable transport. Not that I think it would have helped even if he was in Cambridge. Getting here might have been tricky. Yeah, trains are cancelled, as far as I'm, I've heard. Yes. That voice you are now hearing is our guest replacing Dan today, which is Kippers. Hello. Richard from Magic the Gathering UK cross-promotion. <laughs> Check out his YouTube channel for fun openings of packs and cats. Opening cats. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed, to, to get the uh, g- glorious giblets inside. <laughs> Which he then promptly eats in a sacrificial manner. Or none of those yeah. things. Yeah. You'll have to go watch and decide. Or see. You don't decide whether they're... Never mind. <laughs> you still don't know what you're talking about. I'm also joined by Zachary Burgess. Yeah. You know, who's here every all the time. Zachary Burger. Or the burger, yes. <laughs> yeah, as I am now apparently going to be known on both these cross promotions and places. Round. <laughs> yeah, so. What have you been up to? Good couple of weeks. Cushy. Cushy. Snow affected you in any way? Maybe cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> that means the snow's doing its job. <laughs> nice to see that the Universal Order is in one piece. Gotta love that crusty snow dust. So what? Crusty snow dust. What's crusty snow dust? When you stand on snow, it crunches because it's crusty. It's not crusty, that's crunchy, <laughs> surely. It's a crust. <laughs> yeah, it's got a crust on it. <laughs> the whole thing is like the same. It's not that there's a special physical layer of something different on top. It's the top, snow crust. The, the, the top can freeze <laughs> and be, become more crunchy than it the inside. It can, but... It- like, isn't most of the time. <laughs> Have you been out there today? Yes! You haven't been walking it very much. Although it's probably getting more crusty by the minute. <laughs> now that it's getting cold. Fairly crusty. Yeah, first, snow is getting crusty. What's the crustiest? <laughs> snow. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle Obama's arms. <laughs> yes. Should we talk about Cards Against Humanity then? Seeing as we just inadvertently <laughs> used quotes from it. It's not like the way. It's good. Get it. It's funny. <laughs> it's good if you're not easily offended. <laughs> and, and, and don't mind a few racial slurs and or diseases. But then again, if you've been listening to this podcast, you should be used to racism right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's accidental. It's never intentional. I'm just ignorant. <laughs> right. Uh, right. So, news. Let's do news. Should we start with news? Yeah. As we normally do, gaming news. I'm going to do the news that Dan wouldn't have cared about at all. Right. Soul Calibur 5. Oh, right, yeah. It's like out. He would have gone. Uh, it's not that great. <laughs> well, no. Here's the thing, right? Most reviewers have been looking at it going, it's the best and worst Soul Calibur game in a long time. Because apparently the fighting engine is fairly solid with a few potential flaws with the break, with the, the, the guard break system. But yeah. it's, uh, the bit that gets me is I don't care about all of that really. <laughs> like the individual little systems, it's like they changed. That's fine. You deal with it. That's cool. I don't, I don't mind that. What I'm most pissed off about is the fact that they just Soul Calibur was always great as a single player experience in like one and two, and mm. since then they just kind of forgot about it. It sucks. There is no they had that shitty three. They tried to do a Mortal Kombat 
and put yeah, a story mode in. That's, that's what I thought was weird about Soul Calibur Five. It's pretty much just ripped off everything about Mortal Kombat. Well, except they haven't got the challenge mode, which is like the best bit of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like, was the best bit of Soul Calibur. Yeah, and the Weapon Master mode in Soul Calibur was awesome. Even in Soul Calibur Four, they had the challenge tower, which is a bit like. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> the but, yeah, it's a bit like Mortal Kombat's one, but it sort of encouraged you to mix up your weapon sets to make it um uh to make certain challenges easier or harder. And it was it was cool, but not the same as Weapon Master from Soul Calibur 2, David. And it's like uh, how can they possibly get this wrong? It's like surely there's so much information on the internet about people bitching about all the last few Soul Calibers saying, Oh, you shouldn't have put Yoda in it, or you shouldn't have put Darth Vader in it, and it's like, oh what happened to the old SC2 Weapon Master, all that stuff. It's like, there's enough literature online of people going, fuck you. <laughs> you, <laughs> you. Yeah, it's like, they've totally not listened to the fans and gone, let's do a Capcom on their ass and do a game with practically nothing in it but a fighting engine. It's like, don't get me wrong, I, I kind of, a bit of me likes Street Fighter and a bit of me likes Marvel vs. Capcom, but there's nothing to them in terms of single player content. No. And it's like, that sucks. Do better. So the main problem with Soul Calibur 5 is clearly that it's just now everyone's children, which is not cool. Everyone be making babies. <laughs> and they're, they're all, like, bad versions of their parents. Yeah, I, I find it slightly bizarre that they uh, had to take out some of the... Uh, they took out some of the younger characters from the roster, which is the weird thing. Like, Taki, maybe, we could understand, you know, she was a ninja... <laughs> well, you, well, you know, you couldn't really tell how old she was, except probably in the bio somewhere. You know, yeah, I'm games, sure it's there. But you know, she had a face mask on, so she could have been all wrinkly and horrible under there. <laughs> <laughs> but they took out Talim and like replaced it with her daughter as well, who's like, and she was like one of the youngest characters in the game anyway. So that seems a bit pointless. It's like it's only 17 years they've moved on. You can probably still be a fairly good fighter at like 30. Well, the old guys already were. Not that she was 13 in the last one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Probably. Hard to tell. I don't know. I think it's a weird, a weird decision. Apparently Killick got removed as well, although maybe he, may, he might be just be a, like, a computer-controlled character. Even though they've shown... Because uh, I reckon he's in there somewhere, but I just don't think he's playable or something, because they replaced... He's, like, wearing a... There was that shot of him wearing, like, a bird on his head. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ezio's not supposed to be bad. No. Like, of all the guest characters, apparently he's the one that fits the game the most. Apart from, like, he's an assassin and he doesn't kill anyone. Well, yeah. That is <laughs> the classic. Well, but then, but again, that doesn't make sense in any fighting game involving massive swords. No. It's like, <laughs> Nightmare would just literally cut someone in half with a single swipe of that bloody thing. And then they just stand and they go, yeah, I'm fine. That's cool. <laughs> Cool, bro. <laughs> Let's take it on. And character creation's back. Yeah. In its most mental form yet. Yep. Make everything purple. <laughs> Make everything purple. The number of uh, bikini outfits must be a massive. A massive? A massive. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I'll be careful how I say this in the presence of Naomi. It's like, I'm remembering this from the edit. <laughs> No, this is the worst. <laughs> she does not bother with that. No, let's just avoid the whole boob slider topic. <laughs> just, just know that there is a boob slider, and it's impressive. <laughs> it's such a well-designed slider, you know. 
Well, oh, yeah, I suppose there's a whole topic there. If we ever do, if any of us do get the get, get the game, we'll have to like discuss the uh, um, physics of said appendages. Well, well, they're not really appendages, I guess. But I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure what the technical definition of appendage is. <laughs> well, the memory physics. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah. It's an important part of fighting because it, it was pretty bad in the older Soul Gardens. I don't remember. It wasn't like really dead or alive any. bad, but because <laughs> this was important. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> we were young. Well, you were the only one who played these games, so. <laughs> well, Rick played a lot of the original Soul Calibur. Yeah, because you you actually had it for my Dreamcast for a bit. Indeed, we were there from the start, bitches. Apart yeah. from Soul Edge, I haven't played one since then. <laughs> <laughs> well, my advice, or well, the best advice for Soul Calibur players, is to play Soul Calibur Two <laughs> on the GameCube. Fuck all these new games, or at the very least, if you haven't got a GameCube or Wii and the ability to go on eBay and get hold of a coffee, that Soul Calibur is available in HD on the Xbox. No. The first one. They should do the second. Hmm. But then you'd get, like, shitty guest character. Yeah, probably. You'd probably get whatever the Xbox one was. What was it? Spawn or something. Oh, yeah, Spawn. Instead of Link, who was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people complained that Link didn't really fit with his weird moveset. Well, I just thought it was funny. He had a sword. I mean, <laughs> and I think that made sense. Yeah, he had bombs and a bow. Yeah. Well, although you could get yourself you've got yourself tied in knots with the control sometimes you just stand there switching weapon all the time <laughs> yeah it's like bow bomb bow bomb bomb bow sword there we go <laughs> yes <laughs> it was awesome so anyway Namco do better make it up. don't get me wrong I still like Soul Calibur maybe I'll pick it up on the cheap when it goes super cheap which it inevitably will yeah it's a fighting game yeah you know and perhaps we could <laughs> it might be another one of those games where we can just have random fighting Face-offs like we used to. Well, that's always the plan for Soul Calibur. Although they might just... Oh, yeah. In the meantime, Gnome's just looked up the Soul Calibur advertising about boobs and bums. It's, <laughs> it's bad, isn't it? <laughs> Nod of shame. <laughs> so, yeah, moving on. You, were, you were, Before the edit, you were going to tell us about this fantasy RPG that I've never heard of. Yes, I was going to tell you in these partial news, partial what I've been playing way about... The Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. <laughs> Catchy. <laughs> That's what it's called. Ignore the Kingdoms of Amalur bit and just call it Reckoning, because everyone will. Okay. <laughs> should, should the Kings of Murmur have been the subtitle? Kingdoms. Not the Kings. Hell yeah. King, Kingdoms of Murmur, should that have been the subtitle? No, because That's, is, they, they have series? this ridiculous overarching fiction where it's like, they supposedly have like some kind of uber tome where it's like, we've got 10,000 years of history of this world plan now, and this game takes up like this little tiny section, and then they're also doing an MMO, which is going to take up this little tiny section. <laughs> I see. So, RPG. Yeah, I was going into it because I, I'd heard that it was it, its combat was more interesting than Skyrim's, which was, would be hard. <laughs> <laughs> but and you know, it's a fantasy RPG thing of, of a similar vein mm. coming out not that long afterwards. The first thing I noticed about it was it's an EA game on Steam, and it's cheaper on Steam than his on Origin. Oh, <laughs> as oh usual. My God. Complete oh, failure. As if you weren't failing enough with this whole Origin thing. But oh my word, that's bad. So yeah, that was funny. I was like, wait, the EA logo has appeared in this intro scene, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, it's only, I mean, it's published by EA, it's not one of their in-house things, I don't think. Yeah, maybe it, maybe it doesn't count when it's like a, a developer outside of EA, Yeah, perhaps. 
but it still doesn't excuse the price because <laughs> that's just retarded. That is stupid. If you want to get people on the origin, I you mean, have to just match the price. I mean, we know EA love money, but you know this is this isn't right. So yeah, I went into this, and well, the main thing about it that obviously makes it better than Skyrim's combat is just that it's third person. I mean, Skyrim was kind of hum- ha- you know, hamstrung by having to be in first person. Hmm. Yeah, this is, I can I can see why they because first person can offer a level of immersion that yeah. other forms just don't. But at the same time, it, it's kind of nice to see what's going on. <laughs> yes, and also it's like if you what if you in my like dual wielding guy in Skyrim, if you do the double handed attack, mm. the swords just kind of. Flying around on the screen, but if you go to third person and do that, you're actually doing like a spinning maneuver. Nice. It's like obviously it can't do that in first person, <laughs> so you just get like swords just zigging across the screen randomly. Oh, I see. So because your your character is spinning, essentially, they couldn't spin the camera. No, because that would right fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, but which is actually kind of weird. And then. Another random thing about Skyrim that I keep forgetting to mention, but it really pissed me off when I noticed it. When you're in first person mode, you don't have a shadow. If you switch to the third person mode, you suddenly have a shadow. Like, why? <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> this is becoming your catchphrase yeah. on the show. Why would you do that? About Skyrim as well. <laughs> so anyway, back to Kingdoms of Kingdoms. King Kingdoms Reckoning. of Reckoning. It's. The way I would describe it is basically it's like Torchlight. It l- looks a lot like Torchlight with that weird, like, ridiculously colory fantasy oh, world. Okay. But in third person. And not played from the oblique no. perspective. So it's, it's like, it looks like Torchlight. And the weird thing about it is, like, Torchlight, they were, they wanted to make that MMO. Yeah. Which may or may not happen now that they're making Torchlight 2. Mm. <laughs> and the, but this one is like the prequel to another MMO, because they're making an MMO in this universe. So it's like, it's always exactly the same thing. Yeah, they might be trying to do a runic, but from a different perspective. You know, well, well, is it runic? It is runic, yeah, it isn't is. it? Well, runic want to do Diablo. Yeah. These guys want to do Skyrim. Yeah, basically. But it's got the very, what I'd say is quite a similar aesthetic. And quite a lot of other parts of it are very similar to Torchlight as I went into it. I was like, Wait, this is like, for example, well, they they made this huge deal out of their like class system or whatever, where it was like, we don't make you choose a class sort of in the same vein as Skyrim as well. <laughs> it was like, we don't make you choose a class. You you just like put points into whatever, and you can grow your class in whatever way you want. Hmm. But I thought, uh, when I actually looked at it, it was like, wait, this is just the same fucking system as Torchlight. There's three different branches, three different essentially three different classes. I mean, you can multi spec in this game. Yeah. You don't get locked into one tree. Hmm. But it's just like three different trees, and then and then it has the same problem that I had in Torchlight, where it's like, okay, these are the obvious good good abilities, and these are the ones you don't give a shit about. <laughs> it's like it's not actually that customizable. So you basically don't care. Like you start off going down the. Although Skyrim does have like that, you can go different tactics, can't you? But yeah. It's like so. Will that? Do you reckon that will come out of the class system later on? Well, this class system that they have is like it's based on three things that they call like might, finesse, and sorcery, which is basically. Exactly the same as Torchlight. It's fighter, mage, and archer woman. <laughs> oh, so finesse isn't like doing everything of style then. No, so you couldn't be the campest mage warrior in the in, in the land. Not quite. <laughs> Flamboyant your way across the world, <laughs> sprinkling everything with glitter and cravats. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> that sounds like an idea right there. Add that. <laughs> I want to see DLC. I want, I want to see camp character. I want to see the king of all cosmos in Skyrim. <laughs> oh man, that'd be awesome. Oh man, if they could make an actual physics mod so that it would collect random junk into, into your vicinity and then make a giant ball. <laughs> That would be fucking awesome. Just replace the giants with the King of Cosmos. Just going around going... They're not really giant enough. Maybe not. We'll make them bigger and then replace them. Or just replace the dragons with a flying king. (laughs) But he wouldn't really animate, would he? No. That'd be funny. Because hand actions sound really good. They sound like... Apparently. But yeah, so it's like... Obviously... I was like, man, this is so similar to Torchlight. And then, uh, but uh, the thing I was looking for was the combat. And it is actually kind of interesting. It sort, sort of has a Batman kind of free flow aspect to it. Where it's like you lock onto one guy and then you can rotate your view and jump to other guys. Except it's not nearly as directed as Batman. It's like you can still totally just attack in a completely random direction. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's, it doesn't really lock, it literally just goes in the direction you're pushing. Yeah, pretty much. Anymore. Yeah. So you just like jump, and then it's got this kind of really simplified combo system where it's pretty much you just mash the attack button. But then if you mash the attack button at slightly different paces, it's like if you go mash pause mash, then that gives you a slightly different attack or whatever if you've unlocked it. Oh, interesting. So you can do all these like weird combos, and you can switch weapon mid fight, so you can like do a, do an attack that launches someone in the air, and then really quickly switch your bow and go pew pew, and then switch back as they land. So it's a little bit like that. Sounds a little bit like a refined like God of War or yeah, Bayonetta style combo system where the pacing can define what happens. Or yeah, I don't think it's quite as or even Soul Calibur's moves. There, <laughs> I don't think it's really quite as refined as any of those other games. Like I don't think it is as precise as God of War or whatever. It does just tend to be a bit like mash, 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 mash. <laughs> In fairness, they are proper AAA titles. So yeah. Well, well, then given that the EA is behind this, perhaps they had a reasonable amount of funding. Well, it is fairly epic, supposedly. Mm-hmm. It's not not that not just in setting. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know much about the setting. I had it was like it doesn't give you very much to go on. It's like you get resurrected. You have no memory, of course. That's because this is an RPG. <laughs> you get resurrected in this weird well of souls, and they're like, "Wow, you're the first person we've actually managed to resurrect." And then this whole world is like based around fate or whatever. So everyone is tied into their fate, except you don't have a fate. And it's like you can do anything. Hmm, of course, just run around and kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did, did your fate? See this one coming. Yeah, basically. That's, that's essentially what it was. It's like you have, like, super execution moves or something. It's like when you kill people, you build up this bar, the reckoning bar. As if execution wasn't enough. Then like, you have to come up with super execution. Well, it's like you build up this reckoning bar or whatever, and then you go to reckoning mode, and then it's sort of slow motions, and you hit a bunch of guys, and then the last guy, you do, like, an uber death move on, and then it, like, unravels everyone's fates, and then you get loads of extra experience. <laughs> or something. I don't know, it's kind of weird and crazy. Supposing instead of like eating their souls, yeah. you unravel their fates. Yeah, basically. And then you eat those. Yep. I'm not sure what, it's like, there's, when they die, it's just like little things fly into you, and it's like, what is that? <laughs> That's never really explained very much. It's, it's like the enemies in Sonic Unleashed. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Shit just comes to you. Yeah, things ping out of them. <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of a weird game. It I looked kind of interesting, but I don't think it's nearly as diverse as they wanted to make it appear because they were like oh you you don't have you don't get locked in and you get this this other level beyond the skill trees you get like what are they call destinies 
where where once you put a certain number of points into each tree, it unlocks one of these special bonuses. But those are just it, it's just a menu, and it's split up into like here's the group group of special bonuses for might, here's the group for sorcery, here's the group for finesse, here's the group for might sorcery, here's the group for finesse sorcery, and it's just like, well, that's not actually that. <laughs> it's just like you have to put that many points into each of these trees, then it unlocks this thing. No, I see. <laughs> so that it might actually be a fairly linear progression after all. Yeah, I would say so. But it's not, it doesn't seem like a bad. Some of the moves are kind of cool. And the magic is kind of the like the magical. Well, the way they've put magic in is actually basically melee again. Like you have a staff and you like hit hit like fire comes out of it, <laughs> <laughs> and you also have a ranged magic thing, which is like a stupid little wand, and you go. Pew! <laughs> it could be Harry Potter. Yep, basically. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. You can charge it up, and and like once it's fully charged, you kind of plant yourself, and then when you fire it, you jump backwards, so you like keep it range. But then if you just ra- rapid fire it, you just go. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. So yeah, that was that. I guess I can't remember what else there was really to say about it, apart from it's like if only Skyrim could have this interesting combat, but you can't do it in first person. Hmm. Maybe you should learn from that. Don't do first-person RPG games. So you're not sure it's going to offer the same depth as Skyrim, but at the same time, some of the core basics are actually better. Yeah, maybe. More entertaining, possibly, to play. Hmm. But it's nowhere near the same kind of scale of world or whatever. And it's much more, like, you know, enclosed. You can't just run up every goddamn mountain. Yeah. The thing with Skyrim is, is in my personal opinion, is that the quality level of it isn't actually that high. No. But the... uh, for some reason it has a draw that players just can't get rid of. So maybe this is the opposite problem in that it's relatively uh, well-polished and refined, but for some reason lacks the draw. Maybe. It does feel like an MMO, though, so I guess they've gone their way to that. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that helps if that's their it's plan. like, wow, well, you might as well be playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> the question is, is that if this doesn't do well, then EA won't drop the massive amount of Benjamins needed to make a... To make an MMO. Why would you say veterans? Because <laughs> yeah, you're American. <laughs> That's sort of true. <laughs> there was logic to that. Plus, I just like the phrase "dropping some Benjamins." <laughs> <laughs> just sounds awesome. But I mean, like, is the Torchlight MMO ever going to happen? I mean, come on. How have finished Torchlight Two already? Well, Jesus I guess Christ. Well, this is going. Torchlight Two will have co-op, won't it? Yeah, apparently. So I guess that's a good test to see whether they can do netcode. <laughs> well, like between like four people, yeah, <laughs> not quite the same as MMO Netcode. I wouldn't have thought. No, no, probably not. Well, maybe that's the thing. Maybe they need to grow a little bit before the MMO is possible. Hmm. You know, maybe they had a. It's one of probably one of those contractual agreements or something, right? If you can make us a load of well, money they, off yeah. off, off, a, off a sequel, maybe then... it's basically the same as Runic, where it's like we need to make some money doing a smaller game first before we can actually do it. MMO. Unless they're pro- well. Or they're delaying to compete directly with Diablo 3. Which wouldn't be a smart move, would it? What, Torchlight one? Yeah. (laughs) It's it's a tough one, isn't it? Because, yeah, Blizzard is going to take over. Diablo 3 is just going to be amazing. And and Torchlight is fairly (laughs) similar vein to Diablo. But Diablo 3 isn't really going to be an MMO. No, I mean, he was Torchlight 2. Torchlight 2, no, yeah. Torchlight 2 won't be, but... But Torchlight 2 should come out before Diablo 3 at this point. We just don't know. <laughs> yeah, we have no idea. Uh, like, Torchlight 2's been come out in March or something. Oh, that's not that far away. I think. I don't know. They delayed it because it was right, meant to come out at the end of last year. Yeah, it was. But they delayed it again. 
It's like, God damn it, hurry up. If you want to get out ahead of Diablo 3, you're running out of time. And it also depends slightly on whether they're going to stagger a console release again. Yeah. Maybe, because if, if they're going to release all at the same time, then that can explain the extra delay. Well, somewhat. Before trying to do a hasty port. Well, not so hasty port, because it took them months. They're not hasty this time, they know what they're doing slightly more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. That might be worth a look. Yeah, I would. I was thinking about bringing the demo, but then I forgot. Okay, I didn't put it on my external hard disk this time. So we shall see at some point in the future. Yeah. Uh, 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 okay, I'll stop there. Pretty sure it's on. There's a demo on Xbox as well for it. Oh yeah, there is. I'm sure because it is. You know, you play that with a controller, it probably works better. The weapon switching thing doesn't is because for some reason when it's on you the have mouse. My screen. controller does that not work on the PC? I never remember to bother playing your controller in because I don't play <laughs> games with a controller. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Except when it's Sonic. Yeah, that's the only case where it's important because the keyboard is fucking impossible to play Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Speaking of Sonic, yeah, you played some more. I have been. But it's not my turn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the host is doing, doing an ingenious segue. <laughs> I, I could continue talking for another hour. You've ruined my plan. About uh, everything else. Oh, that's alright. Let's, let's talk Sonic Gems then. Have you played it anymore since you finished it? I've been back a couple of times just to like waft through all the levels I like. Just to have a blast. <laughs> I don't know why you like Crisis Course or Crisis City, sorry, so much. It's an awesome flowing level. Well, not that flowing. Well, that's the thing. I kind of think the precision to it. The problem, yeah, the problem I have with it is that I find it really easy to glitch that level. Like I can like there's a, there's a bit where the, that ramp is at a forty five degree angle on the left, and there's a red star. Yeah, um, coin. Well, thing. not anymore, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, there was the first time I ran through the level, it was there. But I find myself being able to just boost, and it doesn't attach to the. Surface, yeah, that bit so is just, kind so of I just sort of bump off it and then fall into the lava, and it's like, well, that's not right. And I've had bits where I've mo- I've jumped onto a platform and fallen right through it into the void below. That's happened. I was in that. Um, I've had a couple of um, failed um, lock-ons, so it locks on. You get the beep, you push the button, and it goes, Bew! and then just doesn't go there at all. <laughs> It's, uh, I don't know, I find that level the glitch. Plus, I fucking hate the fire on that level. There's like, the problem I have it, there's a couple of challenges yeah. on that level, where, which are like, use the, the fire shield one is okay, because you have a fire shield. That <laughs> <laughs> <I> helps. <laughs> it makes all of the fire okay, but the, the one with the, uh, what was it, the four-way cannon cavalcade or something it was called. All right. Where you have to jump around and do, in principle, should have been a really fun level. Except for the fact that when there's a, where the fire is on that bit, it's like they've chosen a room that doesn't have a back to it, okay. so it opens up onto the fiery city, <laughs> meaning that seeing the fire in front of the fire <laughs> is quite tricky, and the hit zone for it is bigger than the animation, I swear. Like, oh, like, or there's a certain, or the bits around, the toughy red bits around the edge or something look uh, are hard to spot. So right. it always looks like you're dying on the edge of it rather than on it. And I think the animation, like the hitbox, I think is instant for it. That it doesn't sort of go up like the animation does. Right, yeah. So I think sometimes you can hit the dead zone above where the fire is going to be 
before it gets there. But you just, <laughs> which is irritating. You just like, not interfere with that fire at all. It's like, even on my fastest run through that level, you pretty much guys come to the bit where there's those fire and you just have to stand there and wait for them to go. <laughs> you, don't, you don't fuck around. I don't plan on violating fire that often, but <laughs> it's, I don't know. I found that irritating because it's from a visual standpoint, I thought it was a bit pants. Um, it took, I did the silver fight as well. Yeah. That was a kind of a pain. Well, it took me a little while to work out what to what do. What the you meant to do, yeah. yeah. It's like, he hurls, um, for those who haven't figured it out, <laughs> he hurls a load of cars up at first, and, and I thought, alright, well, this is going to be a dodgy section. Yeah. So I just sit there and dodge the cars, and it's like, fine. So he throws up a load more cars, and it's like, oh, well, he just did this before, that's fine, and there might be two waves to this attack. And then that just kind of kept happening, and it's like, well, am I supposed to do something then? And I jumped, and it's like, well, nothing happened. And I jumped again, nothing happened. Press <laughs> <laughs> the one button yeah, that does anything just, just, just push the buttons, you know. Stopped boosting, because it didn't seem to be helping. No. Um, and then finally I got a lock-on on one of them, and it's like, oh, okay, I need to bounce up to because you don't really realise, because it's... You don't expect those to be able to... You, it's like it's a giant fucking car <laughs> going directly towards you. You're not going to yeah. be able to homing attack that. In, in the level, they're just considered bad things. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they're now considered a, yeah, a weapon funny. you can use. Yeah, it was a bit... I don't know. I didn't, it was okay, actually, once you figured that out. Yeah. It's an okay boss fight, but it's just a bit odd. Kind of. Yeah. I'm, I'm not... It, I'm, it pains me to say this. I'm actually struggling to come out of it. It's like I'm not a big You're fan of the planet. <laughs> oh, I'm struggling to come out. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been struggling with that demon since I was born, and uh, then it's, uh, and uh, I, I just haven't been able to reveal to the world that I'm straight. It's, <laughs> it's been difficult. What about Planet Wisp? I don't like it. I said that. Everyone said that. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah okay. I want it so much to be like my favourite level because I love that setting. Yeah, but it's not actually a good representation. It doesn't rubbish. even look very good compared to the GameCube one. It's like they, they, it's like the grass is weirdly more teal than it used to be. It was supposed to be teal. Yeah, but I think. I, I, don't get me wrong. I like. The, I no. I'm, I'm not. I don't have a problem with the visuals of it at all. Well, the level is bad as well. I think it looks nice. Yeah, I'm not a fan of I'm, the spikes. I find tricky. But they, they just don't do it as well as they did it in Sonic Colors. No. Well, generally, all of the sort of little gimmicks don't work that well compared to how they did in Colours. Like, just in general. Like, whenever there's something out of the ordinary in, in these games, they don't really behave quite so well as the actual just main site mechanics. Yeah. Which is a bit... This is really annoying. Because I found trouble with the fire shield, actually, a little bit, because it lets you boost a bit more often than it did in previous games. Yeah. So you can... And the boost is insane. <laughs> yes. So you're, like, just going... Boof, 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 and it's too easy to do accidental ones, or... Um, there's a couple, you know, I actually want to bring up a couple of uh, control issues that affect the game in general, I think, mm. that I've been noticing more and more as I've been trying to do faster and faster runs. Um, it's far too easy, I think, to pull off a homing attack just before you land. I have the problem where I, I'm, I'm like going for a platform. And I'm, I'm, it looks to me like I've landed on it. So I push homing attack, well, the jump button, to, to jump off the platform and do the next bit of the, the route. But instead, it goes, boost miss. <laughs> so you just literally just fall past the platform. It's like, no, I was on that, you bastard. That's not really a problem with the game. That's just really, you just haven't learned the timing. <laughs> well, no, but it's, it's, the problem I, no, I think the point is I'm trying to make is it's not quite so obvious to gauge your landing time. 
Maybe not, maybe not a problem, as you say, but it happens frequently enough to piss me off. It doesn't happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I find irritating is that sometimes when you do a... Um, uh, if you're in a section where you want to do um, a boost, say, from a standing jump, like there's a couple of bits... Um, there's one in particular I can remember from Sky Sanctuary where there's um, where you're chasing that, that robot goes to the button to close off a quicker route. Yeah. Um, well, after, after I've hit the button, I want to jump, jump immediately and then boost... To sort of catch him up right. quickly, unless you take the time to stop and make sure he animates this change of direction. Even if you're mo- if if you jump facing the wrong direction and adjust your momentum in the air, so you're going in the direction you want to travel, and then hit boost, you'll boost in the direction he was facing first of all. So you'll go the wrong way, and it's like fuck. Right. And that's really frustrating because that's near the end of the run. I don't, I don't use a boost there. <laughs> I just jump up there fast enough to. Oh, well, that's, that's how I shave some extra time. It's like I can boost that. Yeah. I can do that in one jump. Or can you? <laughs> no, not quite one, but it's a, it's a bit quicker. But it doesn't work half the time, so that's a bit irritating. It's like, I'm already going that direction, why have you boosted somewhere else? No. I guess that is the boost mechanic being a bit like the old style homing attacks, where it's like sometimes mm. you think you're going one direction, and it's like, nope, <laughs> go somewhere else. I don't like that, um, uh, the robe, the death egg. I might mention this last time, actually, but I don't like the boss with the, uh, setting the death egg. Which one's that? The first one? Yeah, the one where it ends with the walls and the exploding buttons. You put, you hit a button and a bomb comes up and then you have to catch his arm with the explosive. Yeah. I don't like that one. That's quite irritating to get it to do it what you want to do. Well, it is, a, it is quite a dumb boss. It's only the first one. I mean, it's okay, except for the fact that, like, if it was a boss on its own, without the normal sort of ranking systems, that are in the game. I'm not sure I'd mind it too much, but because it has a ranked sort of time thing to it, <laughs> it's like, and you're sitting there going, sort of trying to get the time down to an S rank or whatever, and he's doing this, he's, and he's, his arm goes in a direction like completely different from where you wanted it to. It's like, motherfucker! Or the time where the, the certain angle at which his arm comes in destroys the route up to his arm so you can't run up to it. Yeah. And it's like, fuck's sake! <laughs> it's, it's really irritating, it's because it just ruins your time. Don't bother S ranking bosses. <laughs> Ignore well, that shit. Well, the hard... the levels are the only thing that matters. Well, there's the hard mode S ranks, I suppose. Do they or do they count the separate ranks? There's no achievements for that shit. So yeah. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> don't worry. Maybe there's some secret skills or something. But... You get the S. I think there is an achievement for S ranking all the levels. Oh yeah, there is because you get the one for like S rank, like one level and then S rank five. Levels. Yeah, yeah. S rank eighteen, or and it just keeps going up until there's the one for all. Yeah. Loads of achievements for that. Yeah, but not for bosses. So they don't care. I thought bosses counted as one of those. No. Alright then. Either that or I just ranked them. Automatically, I just ranked them and didn't notice. Because <laughs> I have all the achievements apart from the not getting hit in the last boss one. Yeah. So fuck it. I won't do that then. <laughs> we'll see We'll see how that stands up. So just check the achievements. Yeah. Just make sure. Yeah, well, no, it just says S rank levels. No. And it doesn't yeah. actually say whether it counts them or not. Yeah, so it's still awesome. <laughs> yes. As, as, I say, as I said last time, it's taken me a lot longer than I thought it would. Not just because I'm not playing it that much, you know, <laughs> I'm doing little spells here and there, but, you know, in actual terms of total time, it's taking longer to get through than I anticipated. Yeah. I haven't... I did the Vector Challenge. Yeah. You thought it was awful. It's I bloody awful. I don't think it was that bad. How did you not think that was that bad? It's the one where he chucks you, right? No. Oh, there's another one. I guess. Oh, bugger. 
Oh wait, I, yeah, I remember the one you're talking about. Because no, that 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 one, for some reason, he turns up in Crazy City, doesn't he? Yes. It's like that's not his level. Well, no. <laughs> it's like so. Why is he there? That's just really that's a really out of place one. Yeah. So, is it the throw mechanic in the other one as well? No. Or, no. Okay. So there is something worse to come. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I still haven't got to that one then. No. It's in Spagonia. <laughs> Yippee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what Blazer's challenge was in Crisis City. Something to do with fire. Do with oh me? yeah, no, she has the ability to sort of waft in front of you and put out fire and, or kill enemies. Oh, my phone's still on. <laughs> Boy, uh, yeah, so she can. Yeah, so you have to use her at the right time. I didn't. I, I found a few geometry glitches on that one as well. There's a few holes you can fall through. <laughs> Maybe that's intentional. <laughs> Your screensavers are not off. Ah, oh, the, the computer lies. Oh. Let's hope that hasn't broken anything. No, we're still good. <laughs> not again, anyway. No, not this time. No more edits. Edit. No. So anyway, we should probably talk to Kippers about some game, since he's been sitting there yes, this whole time. because I don't play any of these other games you've you you played about. Skyrim. I have played Skyrim. <laughs> what do you think about it? It's freaking awesome. <laughs> okay. I think. I, I, you were talking about Kingdoms of Amalar, whatever it is. Reckoning. Yeah. <laughs> and you were saying that your main problem with Skyrim is the actual bat Retarded, the, yeah, mechanic. I quite like the crappy fighting in it. <laughs> is it do you like it because it's crappy? <laughs> well, it works. It's simple. It works. There's no complications to it. You hit your sword at things and you kill them. <laughs> it's simple. It works. And I like it. Yeah, but do you like doing that for hours and hours and hours? Yeah, I, I think it's fine. Because if you, if you get bored of that, use magic. Or if you get bored of that, use a bow. Okay. If you Is it so easy to switch like that, though? Yeah, that yeah, is it the is. Problem. Well, it depends on your skill. I mean, it seems like... As I've said before, that if you just go like battle mage, where it's basically sword in one hand, magic in the that's other, what I do. that's just that seems to be what everyone automatically does, and is just the generic and probably works. Mm. Whereas if you try and specialize into one thing, maybe not so much. <laughs> well, I, know, I think it's pretty awesome. I like simple games. I don't like complicated combo systems and <laughs> ridiculous button mashing in time with stuff to do crazy moves. I just like press a button, swing my sword, it kills things. Do, do you think that the stamina system is retarded though? Whereas like it hasn't really affected me from what from what I've noticed. Have you have you have you been leveling up stamina more than any of the other ones? Or I, ha- I have stamina? done stamina, but not because of not because running of running out of stamina, but right. because it gives me more weight to carry things. <laughs> well that's true. <laughs> that's <laughs> that was very helpful. You can stash more brooms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really hate that when you accidentally pick up bowls and stuff. Yeah, that is, especially because it's in the fucking miscellaneous menu, which is always full of crap, and it's in alphabetical order. Yeah. God damn it. Like, so bowls shouldn't be too bad, then, because they start with B. Yeah, but yeah. you try and pick up, like, a gem or something, what they call, like, soul, soul stones, gems. soul gems, and you accidentally pick up the bowl it's in instead. It's yeah. like, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of annoying. It's quite funny when picking things up and dragging them around and putting them in other shelves and things. <laughs> what do you mean? That is really difficult. For some, I'm not sure if it's just PC, but I have a real problem getting that to take because sometimes I'll look at something and I'll hold down the button to try and pick it up and then it just doesn't go and it just doesn't go and then sometimes I'll like push and then release and it'll just pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't get it always actually... It's like it's a totally retarded mechanic anyway. There's no reason to do it. <laughs> I don't know. I've never had any problems with actually getting it to pick things up. Well, but... no, not to pick things up and put them in your inventory, but... No, no, I mean, when you, when you pick... Yeah. yeah. 
But if you do hit something with it, occasionally it just drops it. So <laughs> yeah. That's quite irritating. Because you, more often than not, if you're trying to put something on a shelf... <laughs> Yeah. There's other stuff around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, whoops! <laughs> so what are you doing when you're doing this putting stuff? Are you just like going into people's houses and moving shit about? No, it's in your I've bought, yeah, I've bought a house, you see. So yeah, I see. I've been, I've I didn't think of... you were the type to sort of go on the decorating spree. I thought you were just breaking into other people's no. houses and go, you see this, pol- this cauldron. The only, the it's only on reason. Well, the, the other funny thing, of course, is like picking up buckets and all people's heads because they just sit there with a cauldron on their heads. And it also means they can't see you so you can steal all their shit. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) I didn't realise it blinded them. It's pretty funny. Yeah, because you buy your own house and the only reason I bought a house is so I could store stuff stuff in it. (laughs) Yeah, brooms, all those brooms. Oh, I, I, I've got so much crap that I've stored up that I'm never going to use, so I don't know why I bother storing it. <laughs> this is the problem. It's like you get so much junk and then like you can't even sell it to vendors because they don't have any money. Mm. <laughs> so you can't make cash. And you don't need cash, so... Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I always thought, oh, I better save all this stuff. I well, it's, on it's because the house sell. costs like so much money at the start. You're like, yeah. Jesus Christ, 5,000 gold, that's going to take forever. And then once you get it, it's just like, I'm never going to buy anything ever again. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. <laughs> I must have like hundreds of thousands of gold nearly now. Yeah. It's just like, I've got nothing to do with it. It's just one house then. <laughs> well, there is, a, a, there is supposedly yeah, like multiple, a house in every town or something. But you don't really. But why need would you? Yeah. <laughs> White Run is clearly because it's right in the middle of that. Yeah, it's obvious. Right yeah, and, how you need. and the awesome thing about the White One one is, as soon as you go there by fast travel or whatever, your house is literally like yeah, right next to the entrance to the town. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So it's just easy to go to that one. And the Blacksmith is right. Is even closer to the entrance. So yeah. when you fast travel and you're overloaded with shit. You go. I'm going to dump all this crap on you and then go to my house and put the actual stuff on the it. <laughs> so the mod tools came out then. Yeah, I haven't seen anything of that yet. I haven't been paying attention. Then there was another patch that supposedly fixed a whole bunch of quests. Oh, yeah, I saw that. On the they're PC, tra- they're anyway. trialling it on Steam until they... I think like... it's come out properly now. Okay. Well, yeah, the, the idea was something like they were trialling that. Oh, no, that was Kibbles' phone. <laughs> hey, now if my phone goes off, I'll have the complete set. <laughs> they were going to, they were going to, like, trial the patch on PC to yeah. see how it went and then roll it out to the others. Yeah. Did they ever fix the PlayStation version? They've made another attempt to fix the PlayStation version in this patch. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it might actually be playable. The though. third attempt. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. That's uh, bad. That's still bad. And then the only thing I need to say about Skyrim, which I was going to talk to Dan about, but I guess we can talk about it now, is I finally got around to finishing the Thieves Guild thing, because everyone had been going on about how the Thieves Guild was, like, the best thing. And, and is it? Um, maybe. <laughs> wasn't that interesting? It was like. Is least... that just the sum of all the quests on Skyrim? It's like, as, as the individual parts, they're not that interesting. Maybe. It was, it was, it was okay as a sort of a quest line. It was like, you know, they send you to like infiltrate a mansion and, and then burn some shit down and you have a couple of missions where you just have to go around, you know, the traditional dungeons where you just go through and kill a bunch of zombies or whatever. <laughs> and then like go in and talk to these guys. It has a bit of everything, I guess. But it was still, there were still bits of it that I, where I had my classic problem of like, God damn it, here, here's more stupid shit. The mansion infiltration was maybe the, maybe one of the worst bits was, I infiltrated this mansion perfectly stealthily. It's like, no one ever fucking saw me. I was about to say, you have the ridiculous stealth character. Yeah, I was, so. I was playing on my super stealth character with uber backstab power. Mm. And so I snuck into this mansion perfectly stealthily, and like, no one ever saw me. And when I got into the bedroom of this guy I was going to visit, oh, yeah. he was crouched in the corner hiding like he'd been alerted somehow. And I was like, 
No one fucking saw me. Why are you there? <laughs> How did you know that I'm coming? Why would you do that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I went up. To, so the first... Well, the weird thing about it was he was hiding in the corner like he was, you know, hiding from me when I walked into the room. But if I stayed crouched in stealth mode, I could totally move in front of him, like, in his vision. Like, he detected me. It said I was detected. He just didn't care. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just going to loot all your chests while you're sitting in the corner there. Do anything. <laughs> and then they'll stab you. But yeah, but then when I actually stood up and talked to him, he's like, oh no, you've come from those bastards, then, you know, the thieves are going to... If I give you the thing that you want, they're going to kill... These other guys are going to kill me. I'll never give it up. And I'm like, well, you you should probably give it up. And he's like, nah, nah, nah. And then he, then he starts fighting you. And I was like, well, god damn it. And because someone earlier had said, oh, you can leave him alive if you want. It's like, well, no, apparently you can't. Because <laughs> as soon as you talk to him, he just fights you. But then I did it the stupid cheap way because... There was a very precise angle where if you stayed very close to the wall, you could get right up next to him and he wouldn't detect you. So then I pickpocketed the key off, out of his inventory and then just left him crouched in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> so like, fuck you, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to steal this key without you knowing. And then just leave you there forever. <laughs> Maybe the guy just has issues, you know, and he spends half his day, like, rocking back and forth in the corner. <laughs> Maybe. He probably was kind of fearing the repercussions of the thieves that he knew about. <laughs> His best cause of action is to maintain a 24-hour vigil. Yeah, basically. the room crying. <laughs> basically. <laughs> and then the end, the, towards the end of the Thieves Guild, you feel like, you, you discover the secret where it's like, oh no, it's all supernatural or some shit. And then the last temple is like a puzzle temple where it's, where it's not very puzzling. <laughs> where the main, where the first, you get the, you get like a book or something that tells you like the, the five clues to get through this temple. It's like, the first one is, kill some ghosts. <laughs> oh, for some reason I had in my head you were going to say goats. <laughs> kill some goats. <laughs> you can do that as well. No goats in the temple. Oh. Kill some ghosts. Then there's the stay in the darkness. Wow. <laughs> we never, never guess that. Particularly because you come into this room where it's incredibly dark, apart from the areas around the illuminated, like, burning briars or whatever. Mm. And, oh look, there's some dead bodies lying in the light. I wonder what that might be. <laughs> So you can just, like, stay in the darkness, go through this room. Not even a very complicated room to navigate through. And then there's, like... It phrases it as some stupid, like, poetic clue or whatever. It's like, don't use the direct path, use the side route. Which is basically, you walk down this corridor, there's a corridor ahead of you that is just fucking full of a million traps. It's like... I wonder if I just go to this left-hand corridor just off to the side. (laughs) Whether that will casually go exactly round that. Like, this is not a puzzle. (laughs) That's retarded. (laughs) No one would design anything like that. (laughs) Let alone tell you. No. So yeah, that was pretty dumb. And the 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 other annoying thing about it, just before that temple, you get to you fight you fight what is really the main boss of this storyline, I guess, which is like some deposed thieve. He's he's stolen the like uber secret like eldritch key thing that lets him. It's called the skeleton key, obviously, because it's fevery, whatever. <laughs> but it's like you go in there, and the the all through the you're chasing him through this dungeon, and like your your other thieve friends are like, oh no, he's got the skeleton key. He can do anything. It actually unlocks more than just locks. It unlocks all the powers of your mind or whatever or something. Like <laughs> so he's like collapsing giant towers, and you're like, oh no, he's using the power of the key. And then you chase him through all this goddamn dungeon. And you come into the last bit where he's there, and you're going to fight him. And 
he's basically <coughs> just a guy. <laughs> it's like, all this, he's, he's super powerful, and he does like, he like mind controls your thieves' friends to start fighting each other, and then you just run up and stab him. <laughs> In fact, even worse than that, I, from, previously, from his house, I stole the sword, as, because you had to go through his house. I'd stolen his sword, which was locked up in the display cabinet, which had, um, a, like, a pretty high chance to paralyze. Mm. So basically I just ran up to him, hit him, and he just falls over, and he's lying on the floor, and I just keep hitting him, because <laughs> he can never get up, because I keep re-paralyzing him. <laughs> with his own fucking sword! It's like, wow, that was a great boss fight. <laughs> that was, that's epic. <laughs> so, when, other than the shitness of the ending of that, was the like setup and buildings and stuff falling over, as you said, like kind of cool? Or... Not really. You don't see buildings falling over. They're just it's like you enter a cave, you hear a giant rumble, and then when you get down to the far end of the cave, you can see it's like look at all this rubble that just looks like any other rubble. Oh, that was him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good. We better find another route like this one that conveniently goes up here. <laughs> That's awfully cheap. Yes, it was kind of poopy. That's just Skyrim in a nutshell. Not so, quite as awesome as it should be. I know I say this every week, but I'm still not sold. <laughs> You're well, never going to be, to be sold. I never played any of the Elder Scrolls games before Neither this one. And I really wasn't interested <laughs> in it until I saw Josh playing it at Christmas, mm. where I saw him playing and I thought, actually, that looks pretty cool. And now I've got into it and I'm loving it. <laughs> Even though, he, as you say, there's retarded things about it. Yeah, they could have done things better, and but for the sheer scale, the the, the way you level up and like the sheer amount of spells and the uh, words and stuff you get and all that kind of stuff, it's a lot of fun. And there's yeah. like, a huge range of missions and quests, and the map is huge. There's just there's so much to do in it. It's just awesome. Right. You'll start it and then you like 20 hours later you'll be like Fuck I need to go to bed <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I'm not entirely sure I can invest in another 100 hours Well that is true you don't moment. have the, you don't have time to or maybe you do Are they saying that? News! Over. What? I've got some news Do you? Well it's Final Fantasy XIII too we haven't even mentioned that it's bad. Day, Terrible it? Well no no that's not It's, it's better than the first one Yeah it's supposed to be better than thirteen. But at what cost is the thing here. It's like, the game is supposed to be pretty good in terms of its actual RPG elements. If you can get past the fact that you only ever control two people yeah. throughout the entire game, you don't have a party anymore. Um, well, you're essentially your party is basically like, getting hold of wild animals to fight with yeah. It's, it's kind of cool <laughs> in itself. Um, but which I don't, I'm not really fussed about because my party always remained, no matter how much I tried to mix it up in 13, my, my, party of uh, oh, I can't even remember who they fucking were now oh it was Fang as the lead with um, Black Man <laughs> Afro <laughs> what's his name how do you not remember his name he had the most awesome name didn't he yep I can't, I can't remember, remember him. it well him <laughs> <laughs> Chocobo <laughs> Hair um, Hair Dude he was my, uh, um, my my secondary buffer and then of course you had to have um, Orgasm Lady as the <laughs> You're really good at remembering these names. Vanille. Vanille, that's it, yeah. I had to have Vanilla as the uh, healer in the team. And that was just just the ultimate team. Fuck the rest of them. Lightning was too balanced, and so it was a bit useless. Um, I I would occasionally swap in Snow. Yeah. Because he was hardy enough to take over Fang's role. Um, And I could, uh, on occasion... um, well, no, I tried swapping in Hope, but he was such a pansy. <laughs> he just died all the time. 
no matter how much training you did, it was fucking awful. So, yeah, I'm just stuck with that team throughout the entire game when, when possible. But now you don't get that. But now you don't get that, so I don't care. So that's fine. I can deal with that. That just means that the, uh, in theory, the, um, the switching mechanics. <laughs> yeah, less complicated. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, all yeah. will allow m- more flexibility right from the start. You know, you know, all of the options will be available to you. Yeah. To customize without having to worry about who to switch in to get that option. Yeah. So that's cool. I, I quite like that. Apparently the biggest problem though is that most of the game, actual game mechanics are better, but the narrative sucks. Yeah. And it's like, that's a, that's a bit of a, a sticking point for a JRPG. Although, in fairness, Final Fantasy XIII's narrative wasn't very good anyway. <laughs> well, maybe because you didn't know what the fuck was going on for most of it. Well, so, it annoys me because it's one of those really well set up worlds, actually. I really quite like the concept of Pulse and Cocoon, but it never explains any of it. <laughs> you know what annoys me like... most about Final Fantasy XIII is you'll start a, a new chapter or something and you get all the. you get those new dialogue things. That you can read, I forget what they were called or whatever, but. What, like the codex or whatever, just it, a big load of text. Yeah, you get that big load of <laughs> text. Long, and, and you read them, yeah. and it'll tell you stuff before you've actually got to it in the game. Oh yeah, that happened. That was really bizarre. I was like, I've read this, and now I know what's gonna happen. Was and a, then you'd get to a cutscene that, when it actually does happen. Yeah, or okay. if you, <laughs> that happened if you read ahead, yeah, like sometimes it would tell you about what the, the episode you are on contains, rather than, I thought that was stupid. It's like, I, I should get this information after I've done it. It didn't happen all the time, in fairness. <laughs> and to be honest, whenever that little data log updated thing popped up in the corner, I just ignored it. <laughs> Which maybe also didn't help you understand the world. I would you go and read a lot of the codex, or whatever it was called, the data log, I suppose. That's what called. you're calling it now. Yeah, that's what I'm calling it now. I did read a lot of it, and it is quite interesting, some of it, but it's... It doesn't really expand very much on what the actual story tells you, which is very little, <laughs> uh, which is a shame. And basically the story has one narrative thread throughout the entire thing, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Go here, kill dude. Oh, that's not quite worked out as we planned. Go here, kill dude. It's just not very interesting. What else are they going to do? Yeah, but there's no massive twist. There's no kind of like, oh, actually, he's not the bad guy after all. There's not really... It just basically ends exactly as you expect it to, which is a shame. Well, go here, kill dude, is what they were. It's like Final Fantasy well, VII was chase Sephiroth around the entire goddamn world and then kill him. I know, but normally there's, normally there's some other kind of threads going on. Like, you had all the asides, like the live stream, I guess, and other shit happening. And there was more... Well, you know, the games like that just have more on the side to do, which keeps the main... You don't care if the main narrative is simple because there's all this other stuff going yeah, I guess, on. Yeah, I guess Final Fantasy VII did technically have, like... Things which were weird, and then, you yeah. know, like the whole live stream bit was extremely weird. Yeah, that's the thing; they just all weaves together, and then in the end, it sort of works as a whole, which is nice. And the main narrative may be fairly simple, as you say. No, the Seraphoth's a bad guy. Let's go murder him. <laughs> but it's everything else that happens on the way that makes it interesting. It's like thirteen didn't really have that. It's like it was literally go to this place. It's not here. Go to this place. Go to this. the most interesting stuff was on Pulse, which has no story. <laughs> it's like. Meh. I don't know, a bit weird, but uh, so I'm, I don't really. But the fact that they say that thirteen two is worse probably doesn't mean anything. <laughs> How could it be worse? <laughs> yeah. See, so, yeah, even Final Fantasy ten had a good narrative compared to thirteen. It's like the whole yeah working out what happened to Jekt. Although it was and, still kind of, it still it was kind of like it didn't really tell you anything until right at the end. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I did go there too early and fucked up my save, basically, because I couldn't come back out of the boss fight, which I couldn't do because I was underleveled. How did you manage that? I, I went to it. That'll teach you for only having one save. Yeah. <laughs> Always have at least two. My, it was my bad. I, <laughs> I didn't make that mistake on 13. I had, like, 14 of them. Or, <laughs> like, or if you're playing Skyrim on PC, infinite save! Oh, <laughs> I've, had, I've saved over 300 and something times already. <laughs> I think I've only got, got 300 saves total, but that's on, like, three characters. I think my main my main character was up to, like, 200-odd, and then I had one character was, like, oof, another 50, and then my, my stealth character was, like, 150 again. Mm. Although I saved... With my second second and third characters, I saved over one file over and over instead of making individual saves. Yeah, I, I save over a lot of the time, but it's just, I, I tend to save like every few minutes because I get annoying <laughs> stuff happening, like my partner... Yeah, you kind of do have to in Skyrim. Like, my partner will just die. <laughs> yeah, that is the worst thing, because your companions are just... Like, it's so easy to accidentally kill <laughs> yes. us. It's like, they're, they're, they're basically... I mean, they're invincible to everything apart from you. <laughs> it's like, they can walk into traps over and over and over, but yeah. if you touch them while Once they're in their recovery phase, <laughs> they just die. <laughs> then you have to reload. I killed off my first partner, who was the, the weird elf guy. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, so I just killed him by accident. I was like, oh, fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> get another one. <laughs> yeah, because you get Lydia, don't you? Yeah, for free. And I've kept her... For now, Even although she's super annoying, yeah. Although I'm tempted to change him to the, to the cat man in the uh, I want the wizard college cat guy because he looks awesome. <laughs> I have a cat man, <laughs> but he's they have weird voice, yeah. They do, they're and they, weird, they always talk in the third structure. person, yeah. <laughs> One is not amused, yeah, basically. <laughs> they, they, they have the they're royal, <laughs> royal cat man. <laughs> Although I did mean I could store my stuff in that guy's house for a while because I killed him. Until <laughs> <laughs> I could afford a house. Yeah, just put your stuff in there. <laughs> Genius. So yeah, Final Fantasy thirteen two Out now. I think it's a bit weird that they didn't bother. I don't know how much of this is true, but I still think it's kind of weird for a, a sequel for, you, for them not to bring back a lot of the existing cast. Well, supposedly Lightning is DLC. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird, because, you know, she's... Well, I suppose... I don't know, that makes kind of sense, given that the story is Lightning Goes Missing. Well, apparently you have to get to a certain point in this story for the DLC to... To yeah. kick in, yeah. So apparently they find her. <laughs> well, that Spoilers! Was, well, that was a given. I mean, <laughs> given that she's now some mysterious ethereal warrior guardian. Or and they can travel through time, so... Yeah. <laughs> I guess you can find her whenever. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. Let's go back in time. There she is. There's already rumours that they're making an uh, 13.3 as well, isn't there? Yeah. Oh, really? Which yeah. will be dumb. I did try and explain this to Jay the other day. It's like, oh, Final Fantasy 13.2. And he's like, sorry, well, go go back a second. <laughs> <laughs> 13.2. <laughs> so they've done it before. Yeah. The next Final Fantasy will be 15. 15! <laughs> yeah. Because they shouldn't label the online ones as a numbered entry. No, no but that only gets rid of two of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we'll maybe we'll see that they're now that they're listening to fans to a, to a, to a level because they did fix a lot of the critics' problems of thirteen and thirteen two. So well, compared to twelve, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, twelve's just the odd one out, isn't it? It's not bad. It's just different. You also fight. Yeah. Sit there and do nothing for sixty hours. 
Well, thirteen's a bit like that sometimes, isn't it? Well, it can't be. <laughs> yeah. When you're grinding the little enemies. But then again, Final Fantasies are always a bit like that. It's <laughs> just less puzzle choices. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit less waiting around for summon sequences. We can only hope that eventually they'll get to Final Fantasy 30 so we can have Final Fantasy Triple X. The hardcore edition. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there like one of the old Final Fantasy games in Japan where one of the items you could find was a porn mag? <laughs> well, that was it. They had that in um, Metal Gear Solid as well, didn't they? Did they? Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you can, can distract find, the can, guards by can... laying around porn mags. <laughs> yeah, branded Playboy magazines, I seem to remember. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Metal Gear has some weird, like, product crossovers. Because <laughs> it has, like, Playboy in it. You had, on a Sony console, it had an iPod in it. <laughs> at the t- yeah, at the time, that Sony, was weird. At the time, I think Sony were in the middle of their Like No Other campaign. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, a slightly bizarre choice. <laughs> I suppose Konami aren't really directly tied to Sony, but you know what I mean? No. It's still a bit weird. The most pointless thing ever, anyway. Yep. Listening to like co- do, like commentary whilst you sneak around. <laughs> I guess you know, it's like it gives you something to do yeah. <laughs> while moving really slow. That's the problem with Skyrim if you're sneaking. God damn, so slow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like doing the uh, <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Four had the ridiculous thing there where if you you could push to like do the do a combat crawl. Yeah, as you did, but it had an, an even stupider mode where you could do a partial push. And he'd do the uh, snake wibble. So, so he's snake doing the snake. Yeah, he'd basically do a caterpillar across the floor, which is basically the mesmerizing butt dance of snake. <laughs> it, was, it was so wrong. Uh, well, anyway, Metal Gear. We'll never hear from that again, hopefully. <laughs> I bet we will. Until, well, I suppose, and I, I don't count the Platinum Games new one, whatever it's called. It has a stupid name. Yeah, I'm sure. The one about Raiden. Yeah, it's called the watermelon cutting simulator. <laughs> well, it's not, we don't know how much of that's going to remain. Yeah, they just released the HD collection, haven't they? Yeah, which doesn't have Metal Gear Solid <laughs> One in it. Does it not? It has Metal Gear Solid Two, Three, and Peace Walker, and for some reason they've left out one. Hmm. Hello, marketing. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want them to do it hardcore, you have to go back and get some of the like ancient 16-bit Metal Gears and put them in there as well. They're in the HD collection. Oh, they are, actually. The MSX versions are in in the, in the HD collection. <laughs> They've just missed one for some reason. Mm. The best version of that you can get is the one that they re-released on GameCube. Mm. <laughs> Weirdly. Well, that is quite a fail. Yeah, the only but, thing I liked about those games was this... Spec Ops mode or whatever it was. Oh, what, the VR missions? Yeah, yeah, the VR missions. The VR missions were cool. cool. That's the only thing I liked about that game. I liked Metal Gear because, well, I liked Metal Gear for its ingenuity. I didn't like it for its base gameplay. The sort of actual sneaking around stuff. I didn't, I never, I I don't know, I'm just not a very stealthy guy. (laughs) (laughs) I hate stealth, generally speaking. I find it, it's the most frustrating thing ever when you get found. (laughs) More about that later when I talk about Uncharted. Right. it's sort of like that's never what. That's why I never got into the Hitman games because I just can't be asked for being stealthy. It's no fun. <laughs> I just want to go around killing the crap out of people. And, and as the if the critics will have me because I never played it. No, no, no game has ever done it as well as Thief did. Supposedly, supposedly. And they're always yeah. dumb as well. Like 
Well, there's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's always the classic stuff. Well, you have to make them sort of dumb, otherwise it's kind yeah, of Yeah, I know, unfair, but it's just but... stupid, isn't it? It's like, especially in Skyrim, where you get to the point where you're so good at stealth, you can literally just be right behind people, and they still well, you don't, don't know you're there. You don't even have to be that good at stealth to do that in Skyrim. If you're really good at stealth in Skyrim, you can go right in front of them, and they don't know you're there. <laughs> <laughs> you can understand if you're invisible, like using a potion for invisibility or something, but when you're literally just right in front of them... <laughs> Hello! Just dumb. You can sneak up on dragons. Yeah, I've seen someone like stab someone with a dagger and one kill a dragon. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> it's like what? It was really dumb. <laughs> Mainly because I stabbed it and then it took off and flew around and then realised it was dead and crashed. <laughs> <laughs> so what else you've been playing? Kip Kips? Um Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Halo. Oh back, back on the Halo. <laughs> Always. So what's what are your thoughts on that? Because now we, we we've done a little bit of the anniversary multiplayer. Yeah, have you been doing much of that? No, I don't no. really like it. I'm I'm on your side with this one. I think it's a bit weird. It's like I think it would have been because have they like added a playlist or added to one of the existing playlists to play the anniversary levels under normal conditions? Because the way it works is like the anniversary maps have the anniversary mixed, rules. Yeah, they have mixed up rules that don't aren't really balanced at all. <laughs> no, because it's like the classic Halo. It's like the pistols are insane. Yeah, which is what they were in the original so I don't Halo, know, I don't mind that they're a little bit more powerful, but not to the extent that they've gone. It's like two hits, perhaps. Ooh, I think it's someone out. Three hits and they're dead with a pistol. Yeah, it's a little insane. Because it just renders most of the other guns useless. Yeah, it's like, I like the maps. Like The maps are great. Yeah, some of them are good, but it's just... the. You can't do the standard Slayer modes. Um, you know, like how you have the Slayer playlist where it's four and four yeah, yeah, yeah. normal Slayer. Oh, you you, you do don't get that in anniversary. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if you load it up on from the anniversary... Because I haven't actually put the anniversary disc in my Xbox yet. Right. It's like, I haven't got... Yeah, yeah, I just haven't reached that level yet. I wonder if you choose to do multiplayer from anniversary itself, that there are different options. I don't know. Because it's, it's built on the Reach engine, but it's technically separate, I think. Mm. Unless it is just the same playlist. Right, Probably it would be. be. Yeah. But yeah, that was kind of irritating, because I, yeah. like, I like normal Slayer in Halo Reach. I think it's amazing, but then you, all I wanted was to be able to play more maps, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they just have more maps that aren't just made of grey chunks of metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Although I like the uh, Forge I maps, they're awesome. Well, yeah, the Forge maps are great. It's like, unfortunately, the they're some one. of the best maps are, are, yeah. are Forge-made ones, and it's like, and of course they look like arse. That's the other annoying <laughs> thing. They've ta- they've keep taken out the Forge maps. Like you don't taking have... them out. Yeah, they cycle they... through them. Sort yeah, of, don't but they? now there's just less of them. They've just taken some of them out. Then you like before you used to get them quite often. Yeah, but now you hardly ever get the the good Forge maps. So everyone playing. would end up playing sword base again. <laughs> Fuck yeah. sword base. <laughs> I don't mind sword base. I fucking hate it. It is the worst Halo level I think that's ever been. It's really unbalanced. I mean, I even like Blood Gulch more than I fucking hate sword base. Wait, Blood- well, <laughs> Wait. I, I, I like Gul- Blood Gulch more than I like sword base. And that's saying a lot because I fucking hate sword base. <laughs> I don't mind sword base. My favourite one is the uh, the one with the. Um... I don't like Blood Gulch much either, to be honest, but, you know, it's still better. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. It's the one with the sword and the gun. <laughs> the one with the sword base. <laughs> it's not sword base. It's got a sword on the uh, bridge bit and a shotgun near all the grav lifts. 
down the bottom. Oh, oh right. Countdown. Countdown, That's yeah. a great level. I love that one. Countdown. That's my favourite. That is probably the best sort of non-forge level. Because it's fairly symmetrical, so it makes it fair. Yeah. Kind of thing. But like sword base, the problem with it is you either spawn in the sword bit or you spawn in the other bit where the only weapon you, you're near to is the grenade launcher. Mm. And you have to rush to the shotgun before the other people get there to have any chance of... Uh, Getting anywhere at the start of the game. Yeah, sword base is, yeah, it, the start is very unfair. I mean, if, if you're on one, I, I suppose they tried to balance it, I suppose, like one team gets the sword, like pretty much just given to them. Yeah. Um, and the other team can get to the spot, as I call it, like the bit at the top of the level with the, uh, where the green grave lift comes out. Right. It's like, you know, the bit where everyone camps. Yeah, yeah. The... Because it's like the best spot on the map to camp. But it's out. pointless being there if you it's... haven't got the sword. Exactly. The that's, that's the problem. It's like it doesn't quite work in that team's favour. Hmm. It, it's pretty annoying that map. Ah, oh, no. It's fucking awful if you ask And me. they should never put a sniper rifle on that map either. It's, it's a bit too easy. Because I, I never remember it being there. They must have added it. No, in no, it's always way. been there. It's, it's just not many people use it. And it's like, actually, it's an insanely powerful approach to that level. Yeah, if just... anyone walks across the gangway, it's dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's really irritating. Yeah. That's all base. <laughs> Mate, burning hell. But yeah, I still love playing that online. It's still definitely my favourite online game. You did play a small amount more Battlefield 3, I noticed. I did play a little bit, but I'm just, I can't get, get into that <laughs> as much. I don't, I can't get on with the big battles because I just get sniped or something and I can't get to anywhere because I just die before I get there. And you're playing I, on I'm the still, Xbox as well. I know, I'm still yet yeah. to see it. I'm still yet to see it on Xbox, but I'm not convinced it will work as well. <laughs> it's fine, it's just it's something about the feel of it. And it's like, you know, as you say, it's not designed for the TDM stuff or the squad TDM. Although on some servers on PC, that can be a nice change of pace sometimes. See, that, that's the only thing I play is the uh, team deathmatch, because that is pretty awesome. <laughs> see, I don't, I don't think it is. It's, it's better like, than, is, I like I, it better I prefer, than the COD deathmatch. Really? <laughs> wow. But that's because I'm better at it. <laughs> I, I do quite good on the team deathmatch on Battlefield. Fair enough. And whereas COD, I just get obliterated. Especially on Modern mm. Warfare 3, that game is impossible. So yeah. all, the, all the awesome people are playing that. So do you still... Yeah. So do you Black Ops is still... Black Ops. Black Ops is awesome. I love that game. I'm, I'm on your side. Not that I've played Modern Warfare 3, but I think Black Ops is the best in the series. The maps but... are so much better as well. The maps on Black Ops are good. The Modern Warfare 3 maps are awful. See, I have a lot of guys at work that play a lot of Modern Warfare 3. So a bit of me is now a few months late, sort of tempting me in just to sort See, of join with the, a, a large group of players, which would, I think, change my perspective on the game. Definitely, yeah. Like that's, most that's, online games, they're always better when you're playing with yeah, someone. Yeah, definitely. I mean, know. if we played it, you'd enjoy it. Simple well, as I don't know, that's just, that still doesn't happen when it's just, you know, <laughs> that doesn't happen every night. It's like I didn't get into it with the Modern rage. Warfare 2 or Black Ops. Yeah, the rage, is, as I said. Yeah, I get really rage on that game. But, <laughs> but you st- get rage like no other person yeah. I know. <laughs> but the thing is, I still enjoy it. Even when I'm raging, it's still fun. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, I rage at that, but that's because... It's just multiplayer games, isn't it? You're supposed to get competitive. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to show some amount of passion, I agree, but... Perhaps your passion is a little too uh, I just, anti-Semitic. I, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it. Even if I get angry, it's still fun. I wouldn't play if I wasn't enjoying it. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I haven't played Battlefield nearly enough. It's the trouble. Every time I... It's just like it's so much easier to go to Team Fortress. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and I've got to the stage where I'm not... I, I, you know, I went through that period about a year ago 
where it was like, fuck online games. Yeah. Like, just in general. <laughs> fuck them all. <laughs> right. And it's like, at least with TF, there must have been some, like, the heavies or something. I think I, I, I must have got better or something. Or, or the free-to-play has meant that the skill level of everyone has just generally got lower. I think that's true. Meaning I find it fun again. Because <laughs> I, 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 I can never get into that game. Like, I just never killed anyone. TF's great. You might be able to try it again now with all these free-to-play retards around. <laughs> 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 we have cannon for yeah. That was the other thing as well, like, with Halo and stuff. I feel like the lag just isn't as bad on that game compared to everything else. Like COD's It has lag. better compensation. Halo is one of the better ones. I still don't think any online game has been as good as Halo 2, though, in terms of how it handled online. Just in general, for console online multiplayer, I don't think Halo 2 has been beaten. Because the lag was never that bad, even on early broadband. The way that it matched players up was dead on. It actually worked. Yeah, the skill level stuff was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, Halo Reach has that, but it doesn't really do anything. No, it doesn't. Have, it's not on the same level. Not even close. Yeah, behind the scenes, it does do the true skill thing, doesn't I say it? It like, just doesn't use it when it matches people. I, I, I say this a lot, but it's true. It still stands. And COD just doesn't bother. No, COD just, just fucking irritates. No like, kind of... Make it so that the numbers are sort of even. <laughs> no, <laughs> that doesn't no, actually it mean It doesn't anything. even do that anyway. <laughs> It, it's just COD just doesn't bother it just drops you into any game which makes it nice and quick to drop in and out of games but it just means you more often than not get put in with someone who's insanely good which mm. is for noobs like me I'm putting myself in that category yeah we should definitely play that again at some point it's Black Ops did get more fun after everyone switched to Modern Warfare 3 <laughs> I do like Black Ops it's still definitely my favourite COD game Tom Hawks Modern Warfare 3 doesn't feel it, it feels worse than Black Ops like a lot of the things that they did in Black Ops they mm. took away like and like the wager matches was one of the best things about that yeah, game because they were just hilariously fun I mean you still get gun game and things don't you in Modern Warfare 3 which are I don't know I haven't seen gun game on there I don't think they're they're, they're private they're like, game yeah, they? yeah they are they're not you have to set them up against people you know rather yeah than... exactly which is not possible most of the time <laughs> yeah well, we don't have enough of a posse. Don't exactly, have bros. Yeah. exactly, yeah. <laughs> and Gun Game wasn't my favourite one anyway. Speaking of online gaming, I'm going to do a switch of context here to talk about Uncharted 3. <laughs> right. How is that online? You it has a, it like has a multiplayer mode. I've played two whole games of it. <laughs> the first of which was fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good sign. It's like... I, I heard good things, because Eddie, friend of the show, um, used to... Uh, go on a bit about Uncharted 2's multiplayer. He's not a multiplayer guy in general, but he played a few rounds and said, you know what, this actually hangs together quite well. Yeah. So I went into Uncharted 3 thinking, it, it's got a bit of a name for itself, this will be alright. fucking wasn't. It's terrible. <laughs> well, I, well, it's I, like the, the, I've um, seen a video of, of it, and I was like, what the fuck is this? This is a game from 2000 or something. It's like crazy flailing, not really... It doesn't... Yeah, it's a bit mental, is the way I'd describe it. It's very hard to... The lethality is really high. Yeah. So you're dying like a couple of shots. And I was having ridiculous lag issues <laughs> on my first game. Because I'd be up someone going... Bah, 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 and I'd get the hit noise for all of them. And the guy would just go, ping, dead. <laughs> it's like, that. it just wasn't working. You know, guys could snapshoot me with their back to me and things like that. And it's like, the lethality of the game just doesn't work like that. You die immediately. All the time. So my first game was laggy as hell and really, really fucking irritating. Second game was a bit better because it was on a better level, I think, that was just a bit more varied and a bit more interesting to fight on. There was a couple of bits where you had to 
And it's like the, the the climbing mechanics kind of are a bit interesting in in the, in the context of multiplayer because you can climb up quite high and there's a bit of a vertical element to a lot of the fights, which is kind of neat. But no, just no. <laughs> it, it's not. It's not going to get any of my time. I don't think. A game I'm quite looking forward to for online players. Next Wiz. That looks quite cool. So what? <laughs> Next Wiz. Next Wiz. Yeah, on Xbox Live Arcade. The fuck is that? It's an old school first person shooter style deathmatch game. What, like Perfect Dark or? No, more like Unreal Tournament. Oh, no, I have heard of this. I didn't know that was what it was called. I always pronounce it Next Uiz or Next Uiz or something, but it's Next Wiz apparently. Next Wiz, okay. Yeah, because I, I was calling it Nexius or something like that. Yeah. Because it's got a U, hasn't it? Or... Yeah, it's N E X U I Z. Yeah. But that looks pretty cool. Next Wiz. It comes out in a couple of weeks. <laughs> next Wiz sounds so wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible name. I'm, I'm going for my next Wiz. <laughs> be back in a minute. But it looks like that could be quite, quite fun, because I miss that old school... Arena shooters are dark. Everything. Arena shooters are dead. TF2 is the closest thing to an arena shooter. Yeah. Wow. A popular shooter. But that's still team-based. I know. It's not really arena. <laughs> we can have team arena. I like TD- TDM is still... You can, but you don't in team TF2. It's like Unreal Tournament 3 didn't really do well for itself. I didn't like that one very much. Because they did stupid things like hoverboards. <laughs> Fuck hoverboards. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was a dumb idea. Should we just keep it back to the basics? Like the original Unreal Tournament is still my favourite deathmatch uh, game. Oh, UT 2004 was great. Yeah, that we was played good. that a lot. Yeah, that is a good game. I still Maybe because of Assault Mode. Nothing does Assault Mode like Unreal Tournament. Or retarded driving levels. Or, or retarded <laughs> driving levels, yeah. the stupid, like... Um, they turned Assault levels, didn't they, into, like, uh, horse courses, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. point-to-point racing, basically. <laughs> that were impossible. Using all the different vehicles. And uh, putting mines all over the track, which often had ridiculous <laughs> effects. It was like, woohoo! Yeah. Yeah, so I've been playing Uncharted 3. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know how much I really want to go into this because this is something that Dan would be more interested in than you two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to summarise, and we'll talk about it in detail next time. Yeah, um, Uncharted Three, weakest of the series, personally. Controversial. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or is it? I don't think it's. I think Uncharted One was better than this, and we all thought Uncharted Two was brilliant. Yeah, so. That's not an argument. Three is better than one. Uh, there, there are bits of it that are astounding. But I think, it, in terms of gameplay and narrative, weakest of the series. So I'll talk in detail about that later. But I'll just leave you with that, <laughs> right? Just, just to mull over for two weeks or a week until we can get Dan here. Yep. And then we'll talk about it in detail because he'll be like, "Oh, what? Really? Maybe <laughs> he, he loved Uncharted too. He finished it in like two days. Like, but it's here. not like he's. He, I don't, you know, he hasn't played three yet, has he? No. So it's not like the dirt free argument where, where it will actually be a completely different opinion. He just no, won't no, know. No, he'll just be disappointed, I think. Yeah. So he'll want to know. But anyway, we'll, we'll do that later. Speak, um, speaking of Uncharted, yeah. I did have a go on uh, the Vita. Oh, oh really? I've had oh, a, I've news! Had a, <laughs> I had a go on the Vita, and my first impressions were oh. <laughs> was the PSV again? This pretty much sums up my view of Vita. Okay. That, Are you going to say any more of the matter? Well, I played a few games on it. I played Wipeout. I played Ridge Racer. Oh my gosh, tell me about Wipeout. It's the same it's as... The Wipeout game. <laughs> it's exactly the same as the... That's a good thing to me. Wipeout's yeah, it's, amazing. It's great, but I'd rather be playing on an HDTV at home 
Agreed. I mean, we we had this discussion where we talked about it before. If, if Wipeout 2048 gets released on PS3, I'm all over it. Yeah, that's the thing. I, it's it's a great little console, but the load times were ridiculous, and it was it was loading off a card. There was no well, there isn't any other way, is no there? No UMDs anymore. So it had to have been loading off a memory card, and it took freaking ages. I was standing there for like ten minutes, probably. <laughs> So can I have a go, mister? It hasn't and, loaded yet. <laughs> which seems completely opposite of what you want from a portable device. Yeah. And from a card. Well, we said this about the original PSP when it came out, was that, you know, the, it, load times don't make sense on portables. No, it's just, just... Just in general, they don't make sense. If I'm on a train or something, I want to be able to whip it out or what start playing. I think... That's the, <laughs> <laughs> you can get arrested for that shit. That's what she said. <laughs> I hope she didn't. <laughs> don't want don't want her whipping it out. <laughs> that was the best train journey of my life. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, I don't know. I, I actually got more mileage out of my PSP than my DS did when I was doing train journeys on a regular basis. You could play the the shitty little game. The, the you weren't playing any of the big games. You were oh playing, like, oh no! Admittedly, I was playing Lumines because Lumines could last, or Luminaires, however you want to say it. Because one game of that would last like an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got to the point where on the first Lou Mines game, I could do the entire loop. Yeah. And then some. And it's like, by that point, your fingers fucking hurt. And it's like, <laughs> the PSP was never that finger friendly. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so I could play that for ages. I played Wipeout for fucking hours on yeah. Train Journeys. I mean, it's it- like, for those, it was fantastic. And until Zach lent me DS Wars, Advance Wars, even <laughs> DS Wars, DS Wars, yeah, Advance Wars, and then that just took over. Yeah, I mean, it does look amazing. Like it's full HD graphics. Yeah, and it, it's it incredible looks good. on a handheld. The frame rate didn't doing. look that good to me, though. It looks, it's supposed to be thirty, isn't it? Yeah, which is okay, but I obviously want it. I want it better. If it, <laughs> everyone wants it better. Yeah, it's like I'd rather have it slightly less graphically, but run faster. I suppose on a handheld, yeah, it doesn't matter that much. No, because like, you can't really notice on. it that much on that <laughs> tiny screen. Yeah. So I'd rather it be But the, the, the Vita graphics. does have, like, TV out, though, so you yeah, could plug it into your TV and have it portable, which is kind of neat. Yeah, but, like, for, like, Uncharted, for example... I'm not mm. sure I'd want to play that on the move. I, I reckon the Vita version of Uncharted is probably going to be better than Uncharted 3. Because <laughs> <laughs> I reckon that, that it will be a, quite a lot like the first one in terms of like... Because it's a different developer. It's not Naughty Dog handling the handling yeah. the Vita version. So I get the feeling it will be like a, like the first one where they're kind of testing the water a little bit. It will probably go back to that kind of feel. Especially seeing as they're trying to um, munge in as many Vita capabilities as possible yeah, into the game supposedly to the detriment of the game in some places mm. but you know I, I'm interested in that I got, it'd be Uncharted would be good but it's not going to make me buy a whole system no. for, for, for that it is, uh, what I'll say is it looks fantastic it's uh, a nice bit of kit it's got a lot of cool stuff on it mm. but the loading times are annoying at the best mm. um the price is ridiculous. <laughs> I'd what, never pay that much for it. What is it listed as is in the UK? I think it was like two, uh, 250 quid or something for the free, it's about the same for as the, the Wi-Fi launch, one. I think, yeah. It's about the same as the but PSP you, launch. You don't get any games with that. You don't get the memory card with that, which you have to buy separately. Oh, really? As far as I was I was aware, yeah. So that that's, well, that's not cheap pretty, either. That's pretty bad. The memory card's ridiculously expensive because you have to buy a propri- proprietary one. Mm. Which are, yeah, they're expensive. It's like I got my PSP a year after launch, 
just for Lumines, basically. And, uh, cause Dan showed it to me, and I fell in love with it. Yeah. And, uh, apparently there's gonna be another one. Like yeah, a, there a is, proper, yeah. a proper new Lumines game for Vita. Of course there is. Not that it needs to be on Vita. No. But, you know, and it will have a proper licensed soundtrack and stuff. That, so, I don't know if that's actually good. I don't know. It could be neat. It's like some of it in Lose 2 was good, but some of it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but who cares? It's like, it's like more Lumines with proper new music, which is good. But at the, uh, but I got that for 180 after like a year after launch, which is probably what Vita will come down to, and that included a decent memory card at the time and a couple of games. So maybe Vita will follow the same pattern. I reckon it will do a 3DS on us. Come out way too expensive. Mm. Drop relatively quickly. Well, it's because the, the, it's like originally they were basically saying that they wanted to match the price of the 3DS, but then the 3DS was so shitty that it just got cut (laughs) so dramatically, and now they're they're going to come out way more expensive than the 3DS. You know, one of the more interesting things that I've been thinking about coming out of this is that, (coughs) and this is probably not going to happen because everyone thinks the current generation of consoles is coming to an end, perhaps within a year, Yeah, um, is that I think Sony in a way, could exploit the kind of play anywhere thing a little better. In that, you know, they've, they've come up with these ideas of, like, cloud saving and things like that. But what if there were games that were the same game that literally ran on both the PS3 and the Vita, giving you true play anywhere portability? So you can have the Vita as a portable console. That's what they want to do. I know, but they want to do it via cloud save, and, you know, I don't think that's quite the solution. I want to be able to play... But they don't have the concept so far of a, except for select titles. So if I was envisioning it, I'd want everything on Vita to be playable on PS3. Right. Everything. Have it completely compatible. So with the possible exception of games that require the touch controls. But do you mean you know, the different- so, so I could play the new Uncharted on PS3, for instance. So I could play Wipeout on PS3 or on my Vita. Yeah, but does that mean it has to be a different version of, a, of the same game, or does it just I want it same... to be the same one, you know, like have a... Yeah, but I mean, is it a different... Is it, like, improved, like, better graphics, and is it, is it oh, a technically sure different I'd... game, or is it just the literal same game? You know what, I'm not sure just... I'd care. I don't think it would be feasible for developers to focus on two very different versions. So really, all the, the, but... all the PS3 needs is a memory port, then. <laughs> just take the card out of the Vita and put it in the PS3. <laughs> Well, maybe. Or maybe just have the ability to, you know, if the PSN store was competitively priced, that, you know, so you buy a game through its digital distribution, you get it on whatever machine you want it on. A bit like iTunes Plus sales. Right. Where you buy it and you get it for any Apple device you have. So you can put it on your iPad, you can put it on your iPhone, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, if they had a similar system like that, so you buy the game and you get it for Vita and for PS3, you know, whatever you want it on. Yeah. And and with cloud saving and all that stuff all tied together. I think that'd be cool. It's like maybe they they plan that they will go that way, but the problem is is Vita's like special capabilities, like touch. Mm. Uh, yeah. That you wouldn't be able to replicate on a PS3. Unless they make a special dual shock with a touch pad on the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they'll do a Wii U. Or you know, or do what we said originally. Have the P- have your Vita connect to your PS3 so you can play a Vita game full screen wirelessly. As the controller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they would do that, wouldn't they? <laughs> well. With PS4, maybe. <laughs> it's all possible. I just want to see them push the boundaries a bit more than what they're toying with. I don't think it's going to change, change the world, you know. 
I think one of the most annoying things was while I was playing with it, admittedly it had the stupid like locking thing so you couldn't nick it, yeah. so it wasn't the most comfortable, but I thought the nubs were just weren't right at all. They are far too small. It wasn't comfortable. Mm. Interesting. It just didn't feel right. I, didn't, mixed, I, didn't, I wasn't mixed, enjoying it. There has been mixed opinions about the nub. Like, Games Radar really think they work, whereas a few other websites sort of basically go, no, they're still small and in the wrong place. But yeah. at least there's two of them. I wasn't blown away, let's put it that way. I wasn't overly impressed by it. It's probably still more controllable than the 3DS of the Circle Pad Pro. Thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How shit is that? <laughs> yes, but they've they've made that stupid attachment thing, haven't they, yeah. to give it a... A second stick. Yeah. yeah. That's awful. It's poorly, poorly made. Planet better, didn't you? Yes. And uh, going back to the Wii, Wii U, there's rumours that they're changing the name. Changing the name. Yes, <laughs> please do, please do. There's been suggested that there's just like a ridiculous amount of rumours about that, where it's like you know, they're going to throw out everything before the next event. It's like that's not going to happen. <laughs> this yeah. is the dead of it all. Yeah. There's been a lot of talk. About <laughs> the chance of them even changing the name is pretty low. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of talk about them just abandoning that controller concept. Yeah, but presumably the games are too far in development now for that to. Seems it's supposed to be released by Christmas. Yeah. If that still holds true. That was the latest, wasn't it? They want to release it in all territories before Christmas. Yep, but there's a lot of companies that are now signed up to doing multi-platform games on all three systems. Mm. So there's a lot of games that have been announced as being not just Xbox, not just PlayStation, but also Wii U. (laughs) And it's like, because they've leveled the playing field five years too late. Mm. (laughs) It's going to be interesting when the new Xbox comes out. Because obviously it's going to be more powerful than the Wii U. Mm. Are people going to be gimping the game to fit on the Wii U and the new Xbox? Or? Well, that didn't really happen when they abandoned Ninty in the first place. It'll just be that as the market is now, won't it? They'll make the hardest of the hardcore games on new Xbox or new PlayStation. And what, and ignore the Wii U? Yeah. The Wii, and the Wii will get the hand-me-down versions. <laughs> and the shitty mini-game collections. Yeah. <laughs> or an, at least it'll get an HD version of Smash Bros. All with it. Oh no! Wait, they it's did. Been they announced that, didn't yeah. they? <laughs> Although it's not even in production yet. No, it's not. It'll, <laughs> so it'll, it'll probably won't happen. be there for well, the, years. The but story will get a Wii U cheaper. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the story of that was that, like, when they were on stage and announced it, the guy, the literal head of the company didn't who made Smash Bros. didn't know <laughs> yeah. they were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, what, what, <laughs> like, I'm making who... Smash Bros. now. Am I fuck? <laughs> yeah, the guy who makes it wasn't even aware that, <laughs> that they were going to make a new one. <laughs> That's brilliant. I thought Hal Labs got bought by someone as well. Oh no, sorry, I'm getting confused. Hasbro yeah, got yeah. bought by someone. Industry news. Don't care. THQ's <laughs> going to get bought by someone at this rate. Yeah, THQ's in trouble. That's all I've got to say on the matter. Yeah. <laughs> so what else have you been playing? Or should I go again? What else? I've oh, I played, I played the Syndicate demo. Oh yeah. Thoughts? Um, interesting. Actually interesting? It's quite... Or, or interesting. <laughs> well, obviously it looks amazing because it's running on the Battlefield 3 engine. Yeah. So oh, it, I didn't know that. So it looks cool. pretty damn good. Mm. Um, the problem is with the demo, it doesn't really give you enough to play with. The only weapons you get are weapons that you'd get in any other game. Pistol. Pistols, shotguns, machine guns. You don't get right. to try any of the cool 
Electro yeah, exactly. so, so I don't know if they're going to be any good or not, mm. which is a bit irritating. I would have liked to have played around with those a bit to get an idea of what the actual futuristic sort of elements. Yeah. But the, the whole system of upgrading your chips so you can do new things and that, it's, it's, it's okay, but I wasn't really that into it. Are they trying to make it like a more shooter-focused Deus Ex, <laughs> do you reckon, with like the upgrade system? or? Yeah, I don't really know much about the, the new Deus Ex all the old ones. All the old ones. <laughs> <laughs> all I know is it had augmentations. Yep. Yeah, but it looks pretty much pretty cool. No, <laughs> it was quite fun, but the demo was a bit too short to get a good feel for it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I, this is another general discussion. I fucking hate modern demos. Yeah, <laughs> they're all rubbish. Yeah. All of them. The, the reckoning one was a classic. You go through the tutorial bit, and then when you get out into the world map, it's like, 45 minutes, go! Which is kind of nice. <laughs> what happened to the awesome demo that you play over and over again? Do you remember the Screamer 2 demo? Well, that's when demos were actually different level. It's like they weren't just part of the game that was separated out. It was like, here's an actual different thing, even. Sometimes, Sometimes. Yeah. Man, the Wipeout 2148, or whatever it was. 2147, yeah. That demo got so much usage. 97. I don't care. That one. <laughs> yeah. The second one. The second Wipeout game. Wipeout 2. <laughs> yeah, because the Syndicate demo is uh, the co-op mode. It's not the actual single player mm. campaign. So you only get, you don't even get any kind of um, story. story. <laughs> you don't even know anything about the single player at this point because it's only the co-op online mode. So mm. it, it's good in that way because you get to actually play with real people. Um, but I don't know, it just... It seems quite easy to me because you get these. It's a demo. So, <laughs> it'll probably be from near the start, I guess. Yeah, but as I say, it's co-op, so there's set missions. You choose a mission, and then you do it online with people. Oh, I see. It's not like a story or anything. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, you, you get stupid. Those, you get stupid perks, kind of things, where you can do stuff while you're battling. So, like with your squad, you can get things like squad heal. Okay, yeah. So if you're all dying or whatever, you just use your squad kill, uh, squad heal thing. Squad yeah. kill. <laughs> <laughs> squad heal, and everyone just gets healed. Sweet. So it's just, it just doesn't feel like much skill involved in that. Mm. We're all, you don't have to worry about dying so much, because I also had a perk where I could um, look at someone. I didn't yeah. have to be near them. I could just look at them, hold a button, and it would heal them. <laughs> it just seems stupid. Do, do you get limited usage? or like No, not really. Timers, or? There is a bit of a cool... The squad heal one had a long cooldown time, but this mm. one where I could just heal people, I could well, do see, virtually could be a tactical thing. You know, Maybe there are fights that are hard enough that... You know, the odd squad heal at the right moment will turn the tide. Yeah, but you know what I mean? It's just like, you have different classes, so I was being support, which is why I had these heal things and stuff. So you obviously have to balance out between yeah. attack, defense, and support, or whatever, but it just seemed a bit bit too simple. Like, you see, I've not been playing... <laughs> like you, were, you were playing a healer, which was the classic, like, you're not, you're, not playing the, you're not really playing the game, you're playing this other game, where <laughs> you're, having, you're having to look at your friends instead of the enemies. Yeah, that's like being medic in TF, though. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I had a, an ability, like, if someone, if the enemy threw a grenade, I could look at the grenade and disarm it, and things like that. It was okay, but it just didn't feel like much of a challenge, like being able to just look at your teammate and heal them when you're not even anywhere near them. Mm. No, it was a bit weird. That's a bit like, uh, you know, fantasy RPG healing, isn't it? Stand miles away from the guys and go, heal from afar! Yeah. 
It was like that. <laughs> yeah, by magical bandage. It was, it was. Let's let's go back to Final Fantasy Tactics style, where you had chemists, uh, the chemist job, where how they heal you is they literally throw a potion at you, <laughs> and it has a specific range that they can, and you know, because it was Final Fantasy Tactics, it had elevation and shit, which would get in the way. Yeah, so they yeah. had to literally throw a potion at your face. <laughs> that's cool. That's like heal grenades. <laughs> yeah. The 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 um what's it called? The presentation and stuff was awesome though. It does look. I gotta admit, good. I have seen the screenshots I've seen of the styling look pretty good, but I, it's not really been on my radar at all. This game, I don't know why. I, well, I it's it's, we didn't care about the original Syndicate, really. Well, some of it, some of the old Syndicate was fantastic. Uh, there was again, there was an old demo of Syndicate, <laughs> or I can't remember, it might have been Syndicate Wars, I think, one of the sequels. Yeah, um, that was just amazing. That was a fantastic demo. It gave you tons. That you didn't get the actual game. No, <laughs> gave you too much. Apparently, I had a PC back then. Actually, at that point of that demo, right? It didn't come out I, 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 No, I had a legitimate excuse. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I played it a few few times through. It's a very short demo and doesn't give you much of a taste for it. But it's oh, the other thing you can do is you can press one of the buttons while you're fighting, and it makes everything black and white, and you can and it highlights the enemies. Oh, I see. So you have like a detection vision. Yeah, like a limited use detection vision, which is quite cool. And you get points depending on how you kill them. Mm. Like if you headshot them, you get more points than if you just kill them normally. So it has a kill with skill system. Kind so. of, but, but it's very limited. It's just like headshots and that's about it. Okay. And probably blow them up. Oh, yeah, get oh, well, one. are they like XP then, basically? Or? Yeah, you, you get credits and you get all kinds of things. You get blueprint points that you can use to get more blueprints for weapons and stuff. Mm. You get your chips points or I don't know <laughs> that you use to upgrade your perks and chips so, so is the game centred on this co-op experience then is there, I don't a, know. Is there a single player I don't know or... if the single player is co-op as well or I know this is like a separate bit but I don't know if there's because you're starting to intrigue me if the co-op goes as deep as having to <laughs> well, the of... co-op is the main focus of the demo it, that yeah goes. but I mean yeah. if, if there's the campaign is co-op like that, I'd be interested. Yeah, because if there's sort of like a replayer thing where you have to do it as a squad, you know, you get to... Again, one of those games like Left 4 Dead, I suppose, where it's better when you know your squad and you sort of work together to level up and you... And if the missions are randomly generated to a certain extent so they don't have to grind the same ones over and mm. over again to sort of level up your character and get more stuff. Or even if it's a structured, like, neat kind of... Uh, you can only do this mission once, kind of thing, like for this character. I don't know, but how, that might be interesting to juggle in co-op land. But do you know what I mean? There's some interesting, yeah. there's some interesting concepts there. If that's what you know, I'd like to see if they focus on it rather than because yeah. it's not been you know the idea of co-op focused games exists, but no one really does anything interesting with it. Left 4 Dead was kind of one of the best implementations of it. Army of Two was entirely co-op focused, but kind of a bit shit. <laughs> and, yeah. It does look fun, but as I say, it depends if this, the campaign is like the co-op mode, mm. and it isn't just a single player bit, and that's just like an added bonus kind of thing. Intriguing. Speculation stations even more. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I got I did get bored of it though fairly quickly. So well, it's never been playing the same thing so many times. Yeah. <laughs> Shall I talk about Lego Harry Potter? I saw you playing really that. Do you really want to? <laughs> It's actually quite good. Well, that's what everyone says about yeah. all the Lego games, really. I know, but I, I, the only other real Lego games I've played than like Lego Harry Potter was the first Lego Star Wars game. Right, yeah. On PSP. <laughs> and 
perhaps that wasn't the best starting point for it because I thought that was awful, <laughs> and my opinion of it hasn't didn't hadn't really changed that much through all of the iterations because they all look identical to each other in terms of visuals. <laughs> they you know, it's Lego, and they all have the same weird HUD design, and some of the presentation in places is a bit shit. It's got to be said, like obnoxious glowing text in some colour that clashes with the background horrifically <laughs> and those are the only hints you really get like throughout the, the gameplay and it's like presentation is not its strong point except everything else other than the HUD like the <laughs> HUD is terrible but the actual game it looks really good like the actual sort of like the the, the way the Lego animates and the way it all hangs together and the it's, it's actually really quite detailed in places, and like uh, there's a lot of custom animations that you'll only ever see once in in the game, and it's uh, it's fantastic actually in terms of like how it's actually put together. I think the thing that would bother me playing any of those Legos because I haven't would just be I'd I'd constantly be looking at it and just saying like that's not how Lego works. It's like that couldn't actually be built like that. So like, I'd be looking for things that, li- that couldn't exist in the Lego universe. <laughs> well, maybe I should start playing it through review as well then to try and, uh... I mean, it's, it's interesting because it's not combat focused. Yeah. Which is also quite ingenious for a game. It's more puzzle solving and just like, oh, can, what can I do with this? Because pretty much every object in the world has something you can do with. Which is kind of neat, because you walk up to it and go, what's this going to do? What's this going to do? What the fuck does this do? What stupid animation is this going to play? Yeah, and then every now and then something will reveal itself as, oh, you found one of eight of these. And it's like, it's like, oh, okay, what, where are the others? Like, how do I do this? What's that going to reveal? And there's just an, a, an endless, like, torrent of, what the fuck does this do? <laughs> Throughout the, and it's, it's great, because it just leaves you to experiment all the time. Except... Uh, every now there is an unlock system, so right. you don't you don't get all the abilities at the start. And in, the game is designed to be a playthrough once, get do it in story order, yeah, and then do it again once you've got enough of the abilities or enough of the characters for you to do the stuff you couldn't do before. Okay, like there are certain things that sparkle red that you need a special spell to do things. Or there's these there, we, there's a lot of metal objects about that are like shiny in a certain way. They have like these little sparkles that come off them that we can't do anything <laughs> with yet. And there's tons of those. So the, we know we're going to have to do it again. Like after the first run. And basically all of the achievements of the game are for being a completionist bastard. <laughs> it's like you don't, you get fuck all for just playing the game. We haven't got a single achievement yet in this. It's like, but by the time we finish year one, I think we'll have Achievo. But it's like you have to go like quarter of the way through the game to get your first achievement. <laughs> And it's uh, the rest of them were all like, do all of this, do all of this, do all of this, get 40 bazillion <laughs> studs. Like the game currency, which I still mm-hmm. think sounds funny. It's like I've got a million studs. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever uses that term. What, not, studs? Yeah. Like that well, is, so what's the proper, well, the the not proper Lego term for those little bits? I know, you call it one by one. <laughs> <laughs> you call it a stud. No, but surely one by ones are the square, square blocks. Yeah. That are not, not the sort of, like, just things you used to use, like, as headlights on cars. No, no that's a flat one by one. A flat one by one. Okay, so they're flats. Yeah, flat. It's like flats, not flat pieces, or or panels, or you know. Well, they're not square ones. They're, they're round. round ones. Oh, round ones. Uh, one by one circles. <laughs> <laughs> so stabs them. No, it's one by one because they're like the, you've got one by one cylinders, like the cannonballs. Yes, that's true. They used or, to or you just call them cannonballs. Well, they used to make up like what looked like the sort of pistony bits on engines, like the shit engines, not like the Technic ones. Oh, right, but, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Like I had an F, we had that F1 car, didn't we, where they had like the, the sides of the engine were lined with these like yellow cannon things. No one calls them by proper names. You call them by the size of it. <laughs> That's the most important thing in Lego. Excuse me, if you've got a one by one flat, you can pass me. Yep. Preferably in blue. Yep. <laughs> I've got aquamarine. That's why you always sort them like that. You just have a big box where all the one by one stuff goes. Because <laughs> yeah, those, those are the hardest bits to find. You and Dan are always super hardcore at that shit. It's not that hardcore. It's just logical. <laughs> yeah, well, sorting is hardcore to me. <laughs> you just want a big pile. <laughs> so we'll find it eventually. It's because you didn't do it enough to be in, by, to be entirely aggravated when you could never find anything. <laughs> What's well, because I was I was in, in terms of Lego. Actually, I was kind of like just the lazy guy that builds the to the plan. Yeah, than, yeah, I was terrible. At Although that, building to the plan gets annoying if you've made a pile. There's like, and there's only one of this bit in this huge fucking pile. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) I liked experimenting more with connects than I did Lego. Well, connects were much easier to organise. Yeah, mainly because there wasn't so many random bits. It was just sizes. Yeah, you had to worry about. Call those those my sizes as well, like a two and a four. Yeah. The different lengths of stick, but they were all colour coded. Yeah, that also helped. They didn't, you know, Connects always, always had one colour per piece, basically, so you could just say, chuck me a blue one. Yeah. Nice and easy. You could, and you could make enormous shit really quickly. What were blue ones? I don't think they were blue ones. They were blue, they, they were the coggy bits. There, were, there was a blue one of those, I think. I don't remember that. Like the connectors, not the actual sticks. No, I don't remember a blue one of them. I remember there's... There were blue bits. Red is 90 <laughs> degrees. Green is 45... Or whatever the... Sw- that I is whites were the 45s, weren't they? No, whites were the full circle. Oh, yes. No, that's right. No, yeah, no, no. Blues are the ones that had one bit missing out of them. They had they had one... Oh, I don't think I ever saw those. missing. And you could connect two together to make a... Oh, right, the 3D ones. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember them being blue. But I don't think I saw very many well, there of There might have been a dark blue, semi-purple thing. Yeah. Like a car purple that gets described as blue. Maybe. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah. connects. Yeah. Oh, I think it's going to be pretty good. It's, 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 it's quite intriguing. Mm. We got into it after trying the demo for the second one and thought, well, we might as well start. <laughs> yeah, that's logical. Like, so years one to four. So we'll keep playing that. And, and this is an enormous advantage. I can play it with Gnome. Yeah. You know, because it's not combat focused. We can take our time and... The game for kids. <laughs> and that's my biggest problem. Sort of, but some of it is really hard to control, actually. Like, moving Lego bricks... It's a bad that. game for kids. It's a bit where it actually has, like, controls where you have to build something out of a few Lego parts. Yeah. They're really fucking awkward. It's like you only have to move it in 2D space normally, but getting it to actually attach... Where you want, like, say you want to slot a piece in the precise hole where there is not... Say you've got, like, a, a cross-shaped one and there's, like, a nice gap where the cross shape would go yeah. actually getting it to go in the gap is quite <laughs> difficult and sometimes they don't lock so they'll go in the gap but they'll just be there normally so someone will then jump at it from behind and just kick it all out of the way <laughs> it's like because it's not locked as one piece okay so that, that stuff doesn't work so well but the non-lego stuff <laughs> works great <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a setback because the game is called lego Harry well Potter. no because it's just the setting allows you to sort of build stuff up and they explode kind of in blocky form it's like as an aesthetic it works but perhaps as a well you know lego in virtual space has never really worked that well in no. terms of actual actually being lego even the official actual lego designer thing, thing on the internet is 
still terrible. <laughs> Do you remember that PC game I had with the Lego thing? That, that was, was awesome. Creator or something. Well, it was only awesome because you like sticking dynamite to everything. <laughs> <laughs> you could make catapults and just blow buildings out of stuff. That no, was awesome. true. You could throw dynamite from a catapult and then it would just touch it and go boom. <laughs> that was awesome. And you could build cars that actually moved and. <laughs> and they all had the Lego voice, didn't they? That's probably where the Lego sort of like voiceless thing started, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. That was kind of funny. And you could actually build proper Lego stuff with it if you knew what you were doing. Yeah. Well, yeah, within the limited piece set, it didn't like have any of the fancy Technic stuff or. No, no, but it had a lot of the uh, normal Lego stuff, didn't it? Yeah, most of the base pieces. Before they started having custom pieces for each model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lazy fucks. Yeah, What's that bitch got? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just don't think it's le- proper Lego anymore. There's always a custom piece. Yep. Bastards. Project. That's why I keep all my old Lego. Fuck them yeah, guys. Proper stuff. I'm gonna hand that down to children or something. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have holographic Lego by then or some shit. That would be cool as well. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. As long as it's, as long as I can say, as long as I, as long as it's only the pieces that I want. <laughs> I want these specific bits, but just not any of this other stupid shit. Yeah. Are you gonna? But then, but then there's the question of like, how would you stop your kids from wanting the latest and newest Lego sets and stuff? It's like by these, by these old sets being inherently better, <laughs> by not they, having any stupid fucking custom bits. But you know what kids are like? They'd go like, but it doesn't look like this one looks more like the thing that I'm trying to make. And but none of the things in the old Lego looked anything like anything. <laughs> <laughs> like here's a spaceship of some kind. Well, pretty much every car ended up looking like a four x four. Yeah, and <laughs> a really shit four x four, like a Suzuki. <laughs> yeah, so that's okay. I'm gonna continue playing that. Yeah, I'm sure there was something else I had to talk about as well, but I've forgotten. Yeah, I, t- I finished LA Noir. Oh yeah, finished LA Noir. Don't need to talk about that much because that's another Dan. That's topic. another Dan discussion, and I'm gonna go, go spoilerific on that. Can you just tell me, is it good? In a word, yes. It is good. Does it get boring? No, not really. The story doesn't. It's the bits that aren't the actual detective work that are the weak elements. They're still optional, though, basically. There's a lot of action sequences for them to be really optional. It's like, they are optional in terms of what the game lets you... If you fail them too much, the game offers offers to do them for you. But I failed a challenge, a few challenges, quite a few times, and it never offered. So you probably have to fail it a lot to the point of frustration. But I meant like the street crime shit. You don't actually you don't have, have to, to do the, you don't have to do the street crime stuff. No, it's, the action is the weakest element in the game. But there's quite a lot of it, and um, the the actual detective stuff is kind of cool. But occasionally you'll tear your hair out because you'll make a connection that seems to flow with the current conversation. And it's like, well, that's not true because I've got this bit of evidence to show it. Only to discover that the next question was the one you were supposed to present that evidence for. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, so, which then leaves you thinking, well, what the fuck was I supposed to do for that last one? <laughs> it's like some, sometimes the dialogue isn't quite clear as to what you want to do. Like Dan had this thing he'd mentioned before called the lie trick, where you push the button to say lie, and a little bit of conversation happens before you present the evidence to combat them. And sometimes they'll give away the precise thing that you're, meant to, that you're meant to say. How can you prove I was in this location at this time? And it's like, well, I have something that says you're in this location at this time. <laughs> it's like, sometimes it's really bloody obvious like that. Sometimes it just leads you down the completely the wrong route, though. And it's like, 
then like the conversation will change thread slightly and that confuses you saying oh fuck well, what do I do do I answer this thread that they've gone down or stick to the original question stick to the original question that would be my <laughs> advice that is that confused us to fuck that did <laughs> and it's like and I think it's just the okay, later on in the game the characters try and send you down the wrong path and they did that quite well <laughs> right so it actually worked yeah it confused us far more often but gen- I think as a general rule stick to the original question if you get confused look at the transcript ignore what was said during the lie trick right if that's what your gut says there's a, there's, there is sometimes the difference between like outright proving that they've just lied to you and and squeezing them for more information is sometimes a bit funny but I guess that's the nature of the beast but <laughs> And I found, and, and, I, and I don't think there's much replay in it. I went back and tried to do a couple of cases that I'd done before. Just didn't enjoy them the second time through. Right. Like trying, even just trying to get the questions right that I messed up before. Like putting some more effort into it. Like I'll do that again. I'll try and do that better. Does it make any difference if you screw up anything? Or uh, yeah, you can get different conversation trees, different branches, certain events. Doesn't make any difference to the overall. Not to the overall story, no. But certain events during the case can you can miss completely. Um, and some, and it will affect your rating, which I, as I've mentioned before, I don't like the idea of in a game like this. And it's a, yeah, you, you can see different parts of each individual case based on your performance. Like if you fuck up a tail, for instance, sometimes that will go down a different route to if you manage to follow them successfully. And uh, which is kind of cool. The other problem is when I was replaying it, I found myself making all the same mistakes again. <laughs> <laughs> You've forgotten what you did wrong. Oh, yeah, my, my natural instinct kicked in in the same way it did before. Yeah. So it's like, oh, fuck this, I'm getting pissed off with this now. So I didn't bother. <laughs> Stopped. Okay. And it's quite harsh with achievements as well. You get a number of them, but for the uh, like the main game, like doing them in our playthrough of the game, I got about 500 points, which means that the other 500 for the main score is all for doing shit that I'm not interested in at all. <laughs> Which is kind of wrong. They have this thing, I want to talk to Dan about this really, but they have this thing about gold film reels. Right. Where apparently scattered throughout the city in a GTA style are 50 golden film reels. Now, I've found one of them. (laughs) And to put this in perspective, it was in an airfield in a hangar of which there were many hangers, and I was just intrigued. It, luckily, luckily, this was the first hangar I walked into, happened to have it in. And it's like, you have no reason to go to this airfield. You can't fly the planes. It's just a big empty space with some hangers in it, and it's not part of the story. It's just there. So just up for a laugh, I drove there and found one, which then suggests that these film reels are somewhere amongst this immensely vast and boring city. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm not going to go around the entire city trying to find where these fuckers are for an achievement. That's just stupid. <laughs> it's like, even in, in, perhaps in GTA it made more sense because, you, you know, in the older days you could find shit everywhere. Yeah. But LA is just so big and so dull. I'm not going to want to do that ever. So fuck that. Because then, then it got me in the mood. It's like, oh, I found it there. Maybe I know where to look for other stuff. So I look for some obvious things. Like I found a train yard that was unused or something and thought, oh, maybe I can go in the building there and find some stuff. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I went, oh, hang on. There's this other interesting spot on the map but maybe I, that I haven't been to. Maybe I can go there. Closed off by barriers by the time I drove there. And it's like, 
you know what, fuck it. I'm not going to bother. <laughs> it's just a waste of time. Mm. Right. I always hate those collect things. I wouldn't have minded. Perhaps some of them were on the cases that I missed. If they were all on the cases, on the routes you had to, like, in the, around where you had to do the case, I don't think I'd have minded so much. It might have been worth... We did keep an eye out for them for when when the get one of the game tips eventually said keep an eye out for like the gold wheels or something. It's like oh okay, I didn't know I was supposed to be doing that. Um, I don't know. It's a stupid addition. It's like it definitely doesn't need to be in the game. This is like I hate because all games do that. Like Gears of War, you have to pick up the cogs or whatever. Yeah, or the intelligence in, in COD. In yeah, COD it's, it's, it's pointless. It adds nothing to the game. No, it, it, if anything, it just slows your pace down. Looking for shit that really doesn't matter. Yeah, it's pointless. I don't really... like collector fonts in games where they're not don't make sense. It's like it's, it's like in a way, like in, at least in Gears, it adds something to the universe because each one, it, at least in Gears, someone in Gears Three. Well, in Gears One, it didn't make any sense because they were just cog tags. In Gears Two. They started adding, each bit was like something relevant to where you were, like there'd be an, a locust insignia or something, right. or, or Baird would have like a bit of text associated with it, giving his analysis of what he thinks okay. it is. So it actually added to the world. So I'm not a, a problem with that, but I think the COD implementation is lazy. Mm. L.A. Noirs is just a fucking disastrous idea. And I, but I know what you mean, collector fongs don't make a lot of sense. Yeah. You don't even get an achievement in L.A. Noir for like, there's these newspapers you, that are optional that you can find on the cases that give you a bit of backstory in a cutscene that eventually add to the whole thing. If you miss them, you're missing a lot of the plot. Right. So you need to find them and pick them up. But there isn't an achievement for getting them all. And it's like, that would have been a better achievement than the fucking gold reels. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, honestly. Rock, Rockstar, basically, they, they had some good influences on that game, but they had a lot of shit that they put into that game. Well, that was a different studio, wasn't it? Well, it was Team Bondi, but Rockstar had to take it over, basically, kind of at the end, yeah. to help them out. Yeah, but did they help them out by putting a bunch of Stevie Claypools in, or was that already there? And I guess they probably funded it and had their board of directors on board to help it along, I guess. And yeah. Because they nicked GTA's engine, you know, and all that stuff to just make it work. So Rockstar, you know, it's it's a different team, but it has Rockstar's influence all over it. The combat is basically GTA 4's. <coughs> When it happens, shit cover system and all. Mm. So all those games have collectibles as well. GTA Four, Saints Row the Third, they all have them. Yeah, and it's pointless every time. <laughs> so in summary, good game, play it once, <laughs> and then perhaps leave it for a few years and play it again. Did it take a long while to do? Uh, it took us over twenty hours to finish, and that was really with no real side things. I didn't do the street crimes really while we were playing through. Um, I went back and did those afterwards because they're kind of cool as well. But because there's proper scripted events, and you mm. get to see more of the acting, which is top notch. Especially with that weird face cam. Yeah, the, anima- <laughs> the animation is pretty good, although it does fuck some people's. But some people are better than others. Like the ones that have like famous actors that you sort of that have been on TV and things like. Uh, they're like, there's fucking water from fringes in it. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, his face is really well done, but others like. Um, there's a character called Sheldon, not related to the Big Bang guy. <laughs> um, his face looks weird all the time. Like, it doesn't like, his lips look funny. Like, occasionally it looks like they stick together. Like the mocap hasn't made the right connection or something. So it's, on some characters, it just looks odd. But the majority of them look great. And it does detect lots of little movements, and it's kind of neat, because you have to base a lot of your decisions in yeah. interviews on their face, because you really can't tell. Sometimes you just don't have the information to go on, so you have to say, oh, is that an uncomfortable face? 
they're doing a little look around. That's a little bit of a shifty look. Oh, he's he's smiling. He's smug. That's got to be shifty. Doubt, doubt, doubt. Oh no, he's telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and then you fail it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I still stand by that tech as being great. But so yeah, play it. Definitely play it if you can get hold of it. It's fairly cheap now, I'd imagine as well. Yeah, I'd like to see what they do with it, but I hope the next one isn't Rockstar. <laughs> but it will be. Well, Team Bondi mm-hmm. have gone. Yeah, they're fucked. But, up, but I don't think they'll leave the concept behind. It's done quite well. I'm assuming Rockstar will hire most of the Bondi guys if they haven't already. Yeah. Or hand it off to the Red Dead team. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> seems to be another one. Oh. Are you eBaying on air? Yep, he totally is. It's, it's... Oh, I won it, did I? What, did Rich just win? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> Never mind, I lost. Is it a signed copy of someone's knob? No, it's uh, something for... <laughs> I don't know how that would be possible, really. It's for the lady friend's birthday. But I failed. <laughs> don't say it on that. Oh, I see, okay. Oh, I'll, I'll, <coughs> I won't elaborate. I'll just listen. But I failed, so it's alright. <laughs> you lose at the game of eBay. I do. Even with your phone apps. Mm, bastards. So constant checking. Never mind. I can't afford it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What else in terms of games? Well, I've got DJ Hero to play this week. I've oh, got that. I know, I should really borrow yours rather than I've got one and two. Oh, yeah, I'll have that as I've Because I've, I've, been, I've been lent DJ Hero 2 on PlayStation. So, no Chivos for me. But then again, those the, the achievements on those games are fucking impossible anyway. Yeah. I don't think they're too bad on DJ Hero. Really? Compared to the Guitar Hero ridiculousness? Mm. But it's quite, it's fairly, well, to be fair, I haven't played it on a very difficult setting. Okay. But it's not too difficult. Is I it, could see it possible. On... So, like, how, what's your opinion on the difficulty of, like, the game in general? Medium is what I, th- I think it was medium, something like that, is really easy. Really? Okay. Well, I'll start on that then. Yeah, I I've, I could 100% most of the songs on medium okay. without hardly any difficulty. So it wasn't difficult to You're an actual DJ. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same. It's, no. it's just not anywhere near to DJing. But it wasn't. <laughs> but it wasn't difficult to pick up. No, was, given it, that this was the first time. It you takes played a it. little while to get the hang of it, but it's fairly simple. If you're used to playing rhythm games, then you'll find it easy. Okay, well that's cool. I'm in it more for a laugh than I think I am to just sort of get ridiculously good at it. Yeah, it was you even know, medium or hard I was playing it on, and it wasn't very difficult. You know, listen to the soundtrack and stuff, because I, I, I got hold of the soundtrack for the first DJ Hero game, and it's awesome. And so I haven't listened to any of this one with the, with the intention of just playing it and not knowing what I'm getting into. So it's like, that'll be cool. It'd be pretty fun to have two people playing it, I think. Yeah, I don't know how that would work in this. No, I think you do it like does, a battle does, style. Does it have to happen as a battle, or are there ways of playing together? Because how would it do the music like stuff when you're know. doing it in two players? Or would they have special combined co-op levels where you have to work together to get it to work? No idea. But yeah, I played through the whole game, and it was all right. Cool. I think the only thing I couldn't do was the very, very last one against Cuba, I think it was, which is freaking impossible. Well, it's Cuba. <laughs> it's, it's just ridiculous. Scratch Master. Something like that. I, I might have done it. <laughs> like I can't really remember. It's been a very long time since I played it. Click. Oh, that's a, <laughs> a stylish glass lowering technique. I got bored of it fairly quickly. I haven't even played the first one. No, right, you went straight into two. Yeah. 
I can't imagine it's any different. <laughs> the second one's better, so... How would you know? Well, I read the reviews and stuff. They said they improved on it quite a bit from the first one, so I thought, screw the first one. <laughs> but then I suppose you lose that feeling of improvement that you sometimes get with sequels. It's like yeah, you play the true. second one and you go so much better. I suppose we should talk about, seeing as that I've now played a tiny, tiny bit more Dirt 3... What, how I feel about it, because, well, to follow on from last week's argument, or last episode's argument, I totally agree with Zach on the on the rain physics front, or the rain effect. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Conor Cray Falls is, like, far better than even I remembered it. <laughs> it's fantastic. Like, it splashes on the windscreen, it moves with the wind effect-ish. Yeah, the, the I mean, wipers, it's obviously still not simulating it. The wipers it's leave not. a little trail, and it looks cool. It's hard to see, but that's the point of rain. <laughs> yeah, in Dirt 3, it virtually doesn't affect your view at all. There's nothing there. <laughs> there is nothing. There's just a, a wiper in, in what might just be an empty space. <laughs> so, yeah. I was right. <laughs> <laughs> and the more I, I... As I say, I've played a little bit more. Not much. I saw you play Dirt 2 and Dirt 3. Yes, I did one after the other for the comparison bonus. Yeah. And I'm starting to side on with you, Zach, I think. <laughs> it's like Dirt 3 is a fantastic driving model. Don't get me wrong. I like I like the actual driving, but there's just something about the aesthetic that just doesn't engage me as much. It's not, it's not quite as dramatic. It's like when things happen, it's like, bang, sudden guitar chorus. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, prodigy best bit. <laughs> it's, like, it's just awesome. There's just a sense of, yeah. And I wish the menus were a bit quicker, so when you like didn't come back from a race, it would go, hey, Spoon, you did really well on that one. It's just, you saunter back into your cab. And uh, it's like, I wish it didn't bother with that. <laughs> hey, Spoon, you really nerfed that last one. Have you heard, heard them use the name in Dirt Free yet? Once. Oh. <laughs> it said my name once. I still, I still haven't. It was a notable occasion because I picked Cheesemonger. Yeah. So it was quite easy to spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's like there is more rally tracks, yes, but I was a bit disappointed that they weren't in all of the locations. And it's like Rallycross only happens in two places. Oh. As far as I could tell, there were only Aspen and only Smelter races. Yeah. Oh, and Monaco, but that Unless, doesn't count, of well, course. Not as a rally cross. It's a class as rally cross, but it's all tarmac, as I yeah. said. But, well, yeah, and unless more unlock throughout the game, the single race options haven't really shown me much into, much promise in terms of the actual variety of courses. Hmm. It's like each discipline seems more focused on the location now than it used to be. Right. Which, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I really shouldn't talk about this, in fairness, because it's like I've not played it enough. No. I really haven't either, but I'm not sure I'm going to. Mm. I need to start on my other PC games, in fairness. Start Rage. <laughs> start Rage? Jesus Christ. Or even start Duke Nukem. Oh, yeah, of course. That game was actually pretty fun. <laughs> you can play it, have you? I finished it. You finished it? Alright. Snap, you've got ten minutes, go. It was fun, but it's ridiculous. Of course. <laughs> it, it, it Did it appeal to your sense of humour? And I know, I mean, your sense of humour is quite low. <laughs> well, I thought it was funny, so it worked. <laughs> Boobs. Yeah, it's quite. It's it's just a fun game, you know. It's not good, but it's fun. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, and that's kind of what I'm hoping for because you guys kind of berate, especially Dan, yeah. kind of berates me for playing the the second rate games, you know, not the necessarily AAA ones. And I have had a tendency throughout the years to take punts on a few bad ones. 
or get like, someone to give them to you. Like the, the time I convinced Kippers to help me buy Sonic R being one of the... <laughs> I think I wasn't like fans. It. it was all right. I think, I, think the, I think the Total Wormage collection, which we... Uh, uh, which we put down in terms of something uh, was probably the bad, you know, the better yeah. choice out of those two. Sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, I loved Sonic R. Sonic R was a good game, but yeah, it's, it's a dubious sort of decision, really, in the critique levels. Mm. Um, you know, so I've been known to take a punt. So this is this is why I took the punt on Duke Nukem. I'm willing to think it's actually going to be okay. Yeah, well, the other fun. reason you took the punt on it was because it was like free quick. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Thank you, Steam sale. Yeah, it's worth a go, you know. It's awkward controls and stuff, you know, it doesn't feel like... Oh, it? You know what I mean? It just doesn't feel as smooth and... It doesn't feel modern. Yeah, it, it, it does feel dated, but, you know, I enjoyed games back then, so there's no reason why I won't enjoy this now. That is a very good argument, actually. There is a certain thing about sort of describing things as dated in, like, in games, and it's like, we must have enjoyed them at one point. Yeah. I mean, it's not as good as modern games, but it's still a lot of fun. I mean, the graphics look a bit weird... For some reason, because it's a combination, because it's like some stuff that might have been there for nearly ten years, <laughs> yeah. combined with stuff that had been made maybe last year. It does it look a bit funny weird. Funny looking, isn't it? I've seen, I have seen the start of Duke Nukem Forever in action on a PC, and it's it's oddly soft, and in some areas. And, like, really quite detailed in terms of, like, shininess. And mm. some of the facial animation looks quite good in places. And, like, the scene interaction looks okay. And in other places, you just ent- enter a room that is nothing but a box. <laughs> it's just, like, got nothing in it other than the six walls of the cube. So if you're, like... if you're playing it on PC, you've got the added bonus that they've made a lot of changes to the PC version. Oh, have they? Such as you can now carry four weapons rather than two. Oh, yeah. oh so that's been patched in, has it? Yeah, which um, you don't... They haven't done on the Xbox version, so, so I was so, stuck so, with using two the whole game. So and my retroactive which... review will probably actually be better than the actual review. Yeah, and one Because on the Xbox box you still can only use two weapons and for one of the achievements you have to have the pistol through the entire game so basically I only had one gun the entire entire game that's that's a weird decision because surely the the achievements must have been like they're usually the last thing that a developer thinks about I guess maybe they didn't think about them very much or you know apart from collectibles which they have to slot into every fucking nook and cranny of the game but this one doesn't have collectibles thank god good but well, they have the ego stuff, don't they? Isn't it? Oh, yeah, I guess game, that's like... kind of it. But a lot of them you get anyway. So. Oh, yeah, because like, I'm pretty sure there's a Chivo attached to getting his, yeah all of the all stuff, of the ego boost, which I did. But as you say, oh, you even did the annoying one at the start where you have to get the weight and carry it like fifty bloody meters. Back it's not. To the... It's not that bad. Okay. And then and that say, like a if long you miss, way when I saw if it, you miss one of them, one or two of them, most of them repeat at some point during the game anyway. Oh right, so it's not do every single one that you find, do every single type. Type, yeah. So if you uh, miss one, you can so often bad. find it later on in the game anyway. So. Oh, that's not so bad. Yeah, it was alright because most of them you find anyway. Mm. Like the pool one, we so, have to complete <laughs> the pool table. There's there's two or three pool tables in the game, so it doesn't really Fantastic. matter. No, that was terrible, the pool. <laughs> no, it was. The worst yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, but it was, can't be as bad as it was in the original, surely. It's pretty awful. The worst one has got to be the air hockey. <laughs> this is the worst, worst mini game ever put into a game. <laughs> Simulated air hockey is always bad. It's just, because the thing is, is like when you play <laughs> the air one, hockey. The one on Wii Play was always hilarious. Yeah. The thing about air hockey is when you play it, the idea is you whack it as hard as you can. And you move really fast. Yeah, but on this one, your opponent goes like, <laughs> like the slowest movements you ever seen. It moves about five, so you can't really miss it. <laughs> the only way you lose is if you put it in your own bloody goal. <laughs> it's just the worst thing ever. But 
you have to do it. You have to win 7-0 on that to get an achievement as well. Oh, bloody hell. So if you do fuck it up yourself, it's like, no, I've got to sit through this incredibly <laughs> exactly. lengthy shit game. Exactly. So that was quite annoying. I mean, it is quite annoying in some places, like, for stuff like that. Mm. But generally, it's okay to play through once. It was it's fun. hard to blame it for the weird stuff they add, though, isn't it? Kind of. It's like, it's hard. That stuff doesn't need to be there. I mean, I know Duke only had... The original only had, like, one or two places where you could actually do stuff like that. Normally, mm. it was just a sound yeah. or, that, that happened. So the fact that they went kind of overboard with the idea is commendable in a way. But there isn't as much to that do doesn't necessarily like that, mean they have to be good. Or, so it's not that. No, I mean, you, you get slot machines and stuff, but there's only one or two types of slot machine or something. Right. You've got video poker. That's kind of cool. cool. Um, there's pool that you can play, there's drinks machines, you know. Did you play pool properly then, or are you just, no, are you just no. punting the balls about? <laughs> yeah, you just punt the balls about until you pop them all. No. <laughs> okay. It's rubbish. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's good that they've added stuff like that. A little bit of world interaction. And none can of you, it. Can you drink booze? Yeah, that's fantastic. You, that's one of the main things you use is booze. It makes you go into berserk mode or whatever, where you <laughs> one punch enemies into giblets. Fantastic! <laughs> this all sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, but you'll see what I mean when you play it. It doesn't feel good. Like it just feels a bit odd compared to games now. But mm. it's still. I wonder if some of that will be mitigated by PC controls. But yeah, probably. Yeah, because you know most PC games just kind of feel the same when it's like keyboard and mouse. Yeah, that's true. PC-wise, you're probably better off playing on PC. Mm. You know what else? And it'll be on Steam sales, like, indefinitely. (laughs) You know what else I played? Space Camp? No. (laughs) It's another thing that no one cares about, though. Minecraft? (laughs) Yes, but not that much. Dwarf Fortress? Yeah, that's the one. Dwarf (laughs) Fortress is is finally going to release a new version, probably inside February. So I've been like, like, holy shit, I need to get back into this so I can learn the unnecessarily complicated buttons that I need to do everything. But I I remembered that because I stopped playing basically because the last version that they released had bugs that annoyed me specifically. It's like certain things that I wanted to do. <laughs> they just wrote that to spite me. <laughs> it's like certain things that I wanted to do that maybe most people wouldn't play the game in that specific way really pissed me off. Like the, the military equipment had a bug where... Like, certain members of the military wouldn't pick up the right equipment, and they'd end up like, this guy always only manages to equip one glove, and this guy always only manages to equip one boot. Unless you just make a lot of extra armour. But that's just like, I don't play like that, I play conservative, I I make exactly the right amount of (laughs) armour, and they're supposed to go and fucking pick it up. So that that kind of thing just really pissed me off. So I stopped playing that, but then, so this most recent time I've downloaded the previous good version, because it actually has on the website, it just has all the old versions Hmm. to download. So I went back and got the previous good version, which is 40D, is the version number that is the thing you need to know. So I went back to 40D and it was like, yes, this is still Dwarf Fortressy. I can still play this. I know. I know most of what the fuck's going on without having to read wikis any longer. So, is the new stuff gonna fix your problem? Probably not. No, because it <laughs> sounds like it was an intentional evolution. Yeah, this huge update that they're they're going to bring out is mostly about adventure mode, mainly, and like werewolves and shit. <laughs> So it's probably not. But then, once they do this release, they go. Nor, he does like. <laughs> After he does a big release, he just does a lot of bug fixing for a while. 
So hopefully he'll fix the bugs that come out, come turn up in this new version and then actually fix some of the old bugs. Because he's got a bug tracker and everything. I've even submitted bugs to it. Like, three <laughs> bugs that I that I found that no one else had and hadn't put on there yet. And I was like, yeah, I'll register that as a bug. It's like, and then he just started making this whole new thing, basically. <laughs> he stopped caring about bugs. So there's, like, thousands of bugs built up in the bug tracker. 40 seconds. Yeah. So, what? yeah. Hopefully that'll come out soon-ish. And then I'll play that a whole lot more. Yeah, for ASCII fun times. Maybe I'll play some actual adventure mode now that it'll be good. <laughs> As a quick note, I'm quite tempted to try and find a Dota-style game oh, because they look quite fun. You're going to go to Dota 2. It looks quite fun. I've never played one and I'll probably suck ass at them, but they look quite fun. You might be the one of us that will actually ever try them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I care at all. But I'd need a new PC first. <laughs> Maybe. You might need a desk to put a PC on. <laughs> that would probably help. No, I'd just use my TV and sit, <laughs> sit on my bed. I really don't think that's the best way. Anyway, I better say bye. Yeah. We've got like five seconds. So uh, thank you for listening to episode 50, maybe, of the Sonicast. Let's say bye. Bye. <laughs>